This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, October 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a second suspect has been arrested in the deadly shooting near Roxborough High School, according to Philadelphia police. 17-year-old Zahid Jones was taken into custody at 6 a.m. Thursday. He was arrested after the Philadelphia Police Homicide Unit and the ATF served a warrant in the 2700 block of West Albert Street. No one was injured during the warrant service, police said. Jones is charged with murder and four counts of aggravated assault. On Wednesday, authorities announced the arrest of 21-year-old Yassine Bivens. He was also charged with murder and four counts of uh, aggravated assault for the gunfire late last month. The shooting killed 14-year-old Nicholas Elizalde of Havertown and left four other teenagers wounded. Police believe that Elizalde was not the intended target. You have to ask, a 21-year-old, this yeah. And 17. What? And then then charges um, have also been approved for 16-year-old Daron Bernie Thorne. He remains at large. So, so, yeah, 21, 17, and 16. I, you know, I, when I was in high school, though, there were a couple of lingering yeah. uh, 21, 22-year-olds that would like hang out students. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I, I didn't, but my brother had these guys that uh, they hung out. And, you know, and so what the 21-year-olds didn't realize is that, you know, these kids were using them to, like, get their beer and stuff yeah. like that. But, yeah. like, you know, and, and they just weren't, like... I don't know. Well, well to, to get involved in something like this, yeah, which this it was, is... was, they say, is was premeditated. You mm-hmm. know, and. Uh... It's it, it's mind-boggling. Yep. A poor little 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Yep. A gunman opened fire along a walking trail in North Carolina's capital city on Thursday, killing five people before leading police on an hours-long manhunt that forced residents across multiple neighborhoods to take shelter in their homes. Raleigh Mayor Marianne Baldwin told reporters that multiple people were shot on the Noose River Greenway at 5 p.m. and that an off-duty police officer was among those killed. Mm-hmm. She said at least two others were taken to hospitals, including another police officer. Officers from numerous law enforcement agencies Swarm the area, closing roads and warning residents to stay inside while they search for the gunman. Officers eventually contained the suspect, a juvenile, in a residence before arresting him sometime before 10 p.m., authorities said. The suspect's identity and motive weren't released by investigators. Wawa is closing two center city Philadelphia stores because of continued safety and security challenges and business factors, according to a statement from the company. The beloved convenience store chain says it is closing stores at 12th and Market Streets and 19th and Market Streets. You did it. You ruined it. You yeah. ruined it for everybody. They These sure people did. that were going yeah. in and doing this, man, and now your your own Wawa is going to be gone. I'm sure if you live in that neighborhood. It's, I mean, you know, uh, I went this morning to the one uh, in Germantown and uh, uh, the one that I go to because I left my water at home. And uh, so, well, I'll just duck into Wawa. It'll be open. It was not open. It opens up at five now. There's a, a sign oh. up there that says, yep. "I forget where it, when it closes. I think it closes at like one a.m. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and I'm like, mother, that's like. Sometimes when I'm go falling asleep, I'll, uh, at least Wawa's. Yeah, at least I can get there at if I need Wawa's to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, it sucks. I tell you what, like if this happened at my Wawa, I, I I think I might go to like all the elementary and and not maybe not but middle schools and high schools. And just start yelling. I'd be the crazy cat lady. Yeah, I just got beat up by a fourth grader. <laughs> yeah, no. but I'd be like you because I, I I feel like it's it's that age range that is kind of like ruining it for everybody. They're getting robbed yeah. like crazy. Yeah, and then you saw that footage of the uh, was like sixty kids descending yeah. on the wall. No, and that, it, that, uh, yeah. I think they said it was a hundred. I think I have it here. Um, yeah, but you know, I, and listen, and it, it does stink, but I don't mind like the, the violence and and yeah, it's you know that one was all of the young kids that went in, but. 
um, you know, the story before, the two stories before our show. You don't mind what? Uh, the closing, like the, the, the hours. I know, that, that it sucks shit, that it has to that's be. That's what I'm saying, yeah, but yeah. you know what? That, that That's what they have to do. And oh, I understand the company, yeah. And and there's a lot of businesses, it's not just Wawa, that are doing the same thing in the city because the violence in the city is just out of control. Yeah, yeah it's not necessarily, it's it's them losing like revenue and stuff like that. So the thing is, well, like, well, so Wawa's going to close and that's, you know, that's, that's their prerogative, but... These guys are just going to go somewhere else and hang out. Well, you know? also, like, you're, you're, what you're talking about is that, you know, you have the staff there that's at risk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. a spokesperson said all associates from these two stores will be offered continued employment at Wawa. These two closures do not necessarily impact or limit the potential for future stores in Philadelphia County. We continue to be focused on doing whatever we can to monitor. Customers at the Wawa on 36 and Chestnut Streets are frustrated after hearing that five women are wanted for stealing and hurting a female employee early mm-hmm. Thursday morning. And then, like you guys mentioned uh, incidents like the one last month last month where nearly 100 juveniles ransacked in Mayfair Wawa uh, that encouraged city councilman Michael Driscoll's office to uh, make contact with Wawa corporate he said that he wanted them to know that they were there to help so what I'm going to do is just because our hours are sort of similar in that dead spot where they'll be closed yeah I'm going to sit out in front of my house with a cooler with some drinks and stuff that I'm selling. Oh, like water nice. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Steve's. Yeah, Steve's. Yeah. Hey, how are Steve's. you? What do you call your place? Steve's. Where, where are you? Uh, my house. My house. <laughs> right outside my house. I told you guys or about... Morrison's yeah. Market or yes. something like that. Yeah. Morrison Cafe. Yeah, it's got a literal thing or Morrison now Cafe. Morrison's ca- now you're getting bougie a little bit. Now I you got to serve lattes. I will offer, <laughs> I will offer um, like the pre-poured lattes in the container. Okay, right. I tell okay. you what, I know what you're doing. Your store's going to have waffles. Waffles? Yeah, Goddamn waffles. waffles. Yeah, probably Here's what happens. That. You'll order your coffee. I'll turn around and I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here it is. <laughs> Morrison's Cafe and Waffles. Oh, my. Yeah. How, oh you want, the, you want, a, want the latte? Just one second. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wawa adjusted and cut overnight hours at several stores and closed others completely uh, in recent years. In a statement, Wawa said, We are very sorry we can't be there for our friends and neighbors at these locations, but we continue to serve the community uh, from our, our other nearby stores, and our commitment to the greater region remains strong. Philadelphia is our hometown, and that's something that we will that will never change. Uh, the city says it's working with business owners to understand their concerns. In sports this morning... <laughs> In their season opener, the Flyers beat the New Jersey Devils 5-2 last night in South Philly. Wow. Travis Konechny and Morgan Frost scored 23 seconds apart in the second period to help the Flyers win and make new head coach John Tortorella a winner in his Flyers debut. Konechny and Frost also scored in the third period. Wade Allison had a first period goal and Carter Hart stopped 34 shots. The Flyers <laughs> the Flyers are at home again tomorrow afternoon and will take on the Vancouver Canucks at 4 o'clock. The Phillies return home for their first playoff game at the ballpark in 11 years. Wow! As yeah. they take on the Atlanta Braves this afternoon in Game 3 of the NLDS. Aaron Nola will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 435. In the American League, the Astros beat the Seattle Mariners 4-2 to take a two-game-to-none lead in that division series. Game 2 between the New York Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians was rained out and will be played today instead. 
In Thursday Night Football, the Washington Commanders beat the Bears 12-7 in Chicago. And the Eagles will host the Dallas Cowboys in Sunday Night Football. The Birds have the best record in the NFL at 5-0, while the Cowboys are just a game behind them in the NFC East at 4-1. Kickoff on Sunday night is at 8-20. And that's what I have for you this morning. Well, at least sports is good news. Thank you, Kathy. Appreciate that. Uh Wrapping on that note. All right. We welcome you to Friday morning with the Preston and Steve Show. We have some stuff planned as we end your work week. We have a Word of the Week prize. We will give that away, which is... Really cool front row set up uh, to the Christy Stefano's uh, sold-out show at the Fillmore, so we'll get you set for that. Uh, we have a few guests on the program today. Uh, appearing at uh, Punchline will be Dan Mintz. He's going to stop by. Uh, and then premiering at Helium will be Kurt uh, Branholer, so a Braunholer. He's going to be stopping by as well today, too. We've got you who loot, so we got money to give away. Anything that's left in our yeah. queue will be thrown out there today as far as giveaways go, so make sure you stay with us. Friday's always a good chance to get some free stuff. Nice. From the Preston and Steve show. So we have that going for us, which is nice. In fact, uh, yeah, we're going to give away a case of beer right now just to get things started. Uh, I have a case for caller number 20, a case of Fathead's uh, Hunter IPA, aggressively hopped, legendary, uh, available in both six-packs and 12-packs, and you can also enjoy it as part of Fathead's new IPA variety 12-pack, and you pick some up at your nearest Acme or craft beer retailer. But caller number 20, 215-263-WMMR, you got to be at least 21, and we will give you that case of beer to get your weekend started. Let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll roll out the entertainment report. A stupid question with some stuff to give away there, too. And we hope that you'll hang with us through the uh, entire program today. We'd love to have your company. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Does diddle have a sexual connotation? It does. Yes. As in pleasure yourself. Right. You ever diddle with yourself? You can dawdle. Right. And you can diddle. At the last second, I paused before I said, I thought about saying dawdle. Right. But diddle would be more fun. For Friday? For Friday. When you want to relieve some tension? Yeah. Absolutely. If traffic is particularly ornery, then yes, a good diddle might help. (laughs) Please diddle away. Yeah. All right, I have a stupid question. We are going to give away a $100 Visa gift card for the correct answer. I would like to thank listener Emily McAfee for sending this to me. And I'm curious if Casey knows the answer to this question. Uh, Because Emily recently watched uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Oh, my God. And do you love that movie? I watched it yesterday. Okay, Okay. all right. There's the question. What's Clark's middle name? Oh, okay. 215-263-WMMR. There was a moment... In the movie where clearly Emily found out what his middle name was. Let's see if you know the answer at 215-263-WMMR. Clark Griswold's middle name. Do you know the answer? I don't hate that movie, by the way. I think it's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but there are moments in it. I dismissed it. Uh, And so, therefore, I haven't gone back to really watch it and appreciate it again. So... (laughs) 
Maybe I need to do There that. are parts, but the, the thing, the whole movie, not great, but the parts work. I'm going to go through some birthdays while we're waiting for the answer. October 14th being the date. Uh, it's uh, Ralph Lauren's birthday today. Uh-huh. You say Ralph Lauren or Ralph Lauren? Lauren. Ralph Lauren. I do, too. Yeah. Uh, he is 83. Uh, he, he was born Ralph Lifshitz. Wow. Good, That's, good call on that, that one. That is his last name. I'm wearing Lifshitz. L-I-F-S-H-I-T-Z. What's that all over you? Oh, it's Lifshitz. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a lift shit? Oh, absolutely. Um, In fact, it's all over my feet. So he is 83 today. <laughs> I think it was his, his, I think it's him whose, like, entire family runs the business. Okay. And so, like... The lift shit shits? I'm pretty sure it's him. And I saw a picture of them and I was like, oh, and they lo- looked like they were all wearing those clothes. And, like, um, but it, I read the article and I, it was it was pretty amazing how they were able to, I mean, they worked together to run this, you okay. know, amazing business. Well, that's cool. Uh, uh, I'm still uh, a sucker for the the polo horse on stuff. Like I, I just I can't help it. Do you like, use the clone? I for a hot minute I think it smells like garbage. Oh, yeah, really, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's it's really it, bad. It was a high school cologne. Yeah, for a while. it was definitely yeah, yeah. a high school cologne, and it was a part of my rep. But every time I spray, I'm like, I don't like the way this smells. At it doesn't all. smell like garbage. It smells like hot. No, that's derelict. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you still like the the little polo guy? I do. Okay, yeah. Yeah. sucker for it. Uh, he's eighty three today. Uh, Ex wrestler Stacy Keebler. She was on Dancing with the Stars. Legs for miles. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah she was uh, involved with George Clooney for a while, and oh, yeah. uh, I, Bruce Willis, I believe. She's forty three today. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Dolby has his birthday today. The great Thomas Dolby. Yep. Yeah. Blinded me with signs. Not that long ago. Uh, I came across a video just, you know, surfing around on YouTube, Stephen. It was him at a, uh, a Korg um, meeting, you know, they're, they're like right. a, an employee's event. And he was, uh, you know, he used Korg uh, synthesizers for a long time. And he was going through, he told the story of how he wrote the song, She Blinded Me With Science. Yeah. And he had all the samples there in front of him. Oh, that's cool. It was the most delightful little video of oh, him really? sharing how this song came to be born, and it's really worth checking out if he's, you get a chance. He's a tech guy, too. I mean, yep. he's, a, he's a smart dude. I used to uh, d- demo equipment for Korg. I mean, they were always on the cutting edge. You don't hear him as much these days. Right. Uh, but it's it's worth, uh, uh, the, you know, the 15 minutes or so that he goes through it. And, cool. and he plays little pieces of it, and then he performs it live. All, him playing all the parts live. It's really, really cool. So happy 64th birthday to Thomas Dolby. Lourdes Maria Chichion Leon, Madonna's, Madonna's daughter, yeah. is celebrating her 26th birthday today. So she's um, she's modeling. She, yeah. She's, you know, very exotic. And, and uh, have, you, have you seen the most recent Madonna pictures? Uh, yeah. Yes. Dear God. I know. Wasn't... <laughs> Oh, sorry, wasn't this kid, uh, I thought she was singing. I thought she had a singing career. Uh, she might, uh, but she, the, the most mm. recent stuff I've seen her doing involves modeling, and uh, specifically there was swimsuit. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, thought, yeah. I thought she was a dancer. Nah. No, she no, she was a dancer. Thanks, oh my God! Stop, stop. Uh, now, is she, uh, are you thinking of Michael Jackson's daughter? No. Okay. Madonna. Yeah, yeah, releases her first single. Oh, This was a okay. month ago. Wow. All right. Well, I'm not familiar. It must stink. 26 today. Uh, <laughs> another singer, uh, Justin Hayward, uh, the great of uh, the Moody Blues, celebrates his uh, 76th birthday today. I've always held the Moody Blues in high regard, one of my favorite bands. Yep. Um, there's so many great songs. That's why it was sort of criminal that it took him so long to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Members had died 
Yep, before that happened. Yeah, Steve, I like them too. Uh, but my dad told me, and maybe uh, you can confirm or deny that it was one of the worst concerts he ever saw. He's, mm. Because he likes them so much, and then he went and saw them live, and he was totally disappointed by it. I had actually Disagree. heard that. Okay, I saw them uh, at a, a venue called the Muni, an outdoor venue, oh, all and, right. and it was around the time that Wildest Dreams came out, and okay. uh, and they, I thought they were were they phenomenal. All right, cool. I loved it, but but they had you know. Yeah, and they played, you know, Ride My Seesaw and, and all the great songs. So, song. yeah, this is such a great tune. Uh, so I, I would disagree. All right. Um, so, but listen, anybody well, can, you know, love a show or Nick's a show. dad was in the Manson family. Uh, that is yeah. true. He was it was, around, a, it was he a dark was period in his life. <laughs> uh, Justin Hayward is 76. Another musician, Dan McCafferty, lead singer of the band Nazareth. Oh, wow. Has his birthday today. a great today. song. Love Hurts, man. This is a great tune. Uh, so Naz and uh, Hair of the Dog is another uh, great one, a little more up tempo. Yeah, here you go. You know the song, Kate? No, I'm thinking of something else. We yeah. can hang on. Beat it? No. Oh. No. Okay. If you don't know the name uh, Hair of the Dog, you know it is uh, Son of a Bitch. Now y'all messing with a Son of a Bitch. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah, that's this song. Uh, Oh man! Now I'm trying to think of like what I was song I was thinking about. Play uh, the beginning of that play again. Play the beginning of it. All right. All right. I'm oh, okay. looking at the man in the mirror. No. Oh, that's okay. It. No. Are you uh, thinking of um, uh, American Man? No, no. That's what I thought. He right, was hang on a second. It is. I think. Mm. <laughs> Please hang Just on. Just to talk I, to yourself. It might of. be this one. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, uh, I got to write down. I just had a idea. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep, okay. okay. So, yes, I, yes, it's yes, for so. a contest. Oh, yeah. All right, anyway, moving on. Ah. Uh, Mia Wazakowska of Alice in Wonderland. She played Alice in Wonderland, the Johnny Depp. Yes, uh, I liked it. Helena Bottom Carter was in it as well, right? Yeah, she played Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts. Yep, so she's 33. Uh, ben Wishaw. Uh, who is in the uh, Bond universe. He's Q now. Yes. Uh, he turns 42 years He's old He's a very today. young uh, Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Coogan, the actor. I'm going to zip him right through these because we spent a lot of time here. Uh, he's 57. Tropic Thunder. Great in that movie. Do you know what he's excellent in? Uh, Stan and... Um, uh, the, oh, the, uh, the Stan Laurel and Hardy. Hardy. Yes. Yeah. He oh. is Phenomenal. Okay, I still I've yet to see that. I've it's, heard it's great things great, about yeah, it. Yeah, John C. Riley, uh, Lori Petty of um, the the League of the Rome. Th- Point thank break. you. By the way, Tank in, in Point Tank, Break, Tank Girl. Yeah, I like. No, no, no. It she not. doesn't look very cute in no, that movie. And she does her off as a stunningly beautiful woman. She's not. She's attractive, but she, in that, I didn't. I didn't like the hair. I didn't, I didn't like, like the, her. I didn't like the attitude. You could have gotten like like your typical surfer, like hot surfer chick, like a Kelly the Brock. Yeah, they're like here's a here's yeah. Steve, when when that uh, they got kidnapped, when she gets oh. kidnapped in the movie and taken away, yeah, my friends and all were like, hey, "Good keeper, yeah, it's all right. We're <laughs> not we're right. not going to go after her yeah. on this one. I, I put I, her on the plane." I mentioned the show yesterday, Station Eleven. Uh, she's in that. This is a picture of her guys in Station Eleven with the bald head and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, you would not know that that was her if you did not. It, it, see her name in the credits. Yeah, she's, the she clearly is more this way than she was in Point Break. Uh, she's 59. Uh, Jay Farrow, uh, former SNL uh, star, yes. is uh, 35 years old today, does wonderful impressions. He came out on the uh, Norman Lear tribute and uh, did a whole loving monologue. Uh, Usher has Usher. his birthday today. Usher. Usher is 44 years old. So did Usher discover, discover Justin Bieber? Bieber? Yeah. He did. So he's got that going for him. Yeah. And then the last and most important birthday, it's Connor's birthday. Hey! 
Connor, one of the people behind the scenes here. He does pop on from time to time. A vital. He's uh, kind of our utility guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, need something done, you get Connor to do it. Absolutely. He'll do it. And a big Foo Fighters fan. Yeah, absolutely. You're so. my hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made eye contact when he said Aww. that just now, so... All right, happy birthday to everyone celebrating a birthday. Let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. And we need to know what Clark Griswold's middle name is, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Julia and see if we can get that answer. Hi there, Julia. Hi, good morning. Good morning. All right, Julia, so what is uh, Clark's middle name, please? It's Wilhelm. Wilhelm, yes. Hang on, Julia. Got it right, and we are going to give you a $100 Visa gift card. You can witness the beginning of the legacy on Walker Independence, the CW's all-new series, Thursdays at 9 p.m., and that is on the CW Philly. All right, let's get into the entertainment stories. Um, Sydney Sweeney. Yes, is from set, Euphoria. Yeah, setting the record straight about the comment she made in July about not being able to take a six-month break from work. Uh, she had told the Hollywood Reporter at the time, if I wanted to take a six-month break, I don't have income to cover that. Uh, she recently clarified her comments in L, saying, I was asked if I wanted to have a family, and I said yes. And then I was asked why I didn't have one yet, and I was like, I don't have time to even, like, take a six-month break. I uh, don't have time to be able to start this family. I'm working so much, and I'm focusing on that right now. Isn't that kind of a weird question? Uh, why don't you have a family? Yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, the okay, way- and she's, she's she's playing a high schooler, right? I uh, believe so. How old is she? Uh, she's 24. Yeah. Uh, the White Lotus actress added... Why aren't and, you a grandma yet? And so it was kind of skewed with the public and taken out of context, which was insane to watch and kind of disappointing, too, because I think that being a mother and a working mother is really important. I want to achieve that one day. She is currently engaged to 37-year-old restaurateur Jonathan Devino. Oh, oh. probably so eating good. Probably working on a family eventually. We'll see. Brad Pitt turned to two friends in particular during his split from Angelina Jolie. Uh, he recently told the Financial Times uh, that singer Nick Cave... And artist Thomas uh, Hasiago were there for him as they were experiencing similar issues. I know Nick Cave. I'm not yeah. familiar with the other one. Uh, well, and he, it, it's interesting because he and Nick Cave had this, and, and I meant to mention it a week or two ago, I saw it, but we had other uh, celebrity stories. But they are, um, uh, they're doing sculpting. They're, they uh, like they make had, caves. No, no, they had a... Uh, they had a, a, a an art show really? in Europe. Yeah, I know so, he's been painting uh, a pit as well. So and has, he's an architect. Hasiago described the trio as just three dudes, and we're just making stuff. Huh. And all of the stuff is part of a collective art exhibition at the Sarah Hilden Art Museum entitled "We." Uh, that's guess w- what I get to do. <laughs> we not <Wee>! legalize. <laughs> 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 I'm currently working uh, in Paris at the We Guess What I Get to Do exhibit. Uh, Pitt said, our mutual misery became comic, and out of this misery came a flame of joy in my life. I always wanted to be a, a sculptor, and I'd always wanted to try it, so he did. There's the flame of love. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Bill Murray allegedly hated Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. Yeah. Uh Rob Schneider was doing an interview, and he said that while Murray is nice to fans, he was not nice to the cast of SNL when he hosted in 1993. Uh, He said he hated Chris Farley with a passion, like he was just seething looking at him. 
He added that he really hated Sandler, too, because Sandler was just committed to it. And just like as soon as he would go on, you would see the audience uh, eat him up. I think Bill's one of those guys who probably, if he, 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 I think he might look at other comedic actors and go, that's not the way to do it. You know what I mean? Oh, I absolutely think and, that. And know fact- that, you know, you're doing cheap comedy and that's not, you know what I mean? He got... The famous story is he almost got into a full blown fist fight with Chevy Chase. You uh-huh. know, I mean, he would get um, he would get that way. Uh, even going back to the days of the National Lampoon Radio Hour and stuff like that, he was very exactly what you said. That's not comedy, right? Yeah, there are some people that that have very sharp opinions on it. I remember uh, you, you don't go nuts though. I remember hearing an interview about uh, John Belushi. Like he thought that the um, the Monty Python uh, cross-dressing stuff. He was like, "That's that's a cheap laugh. Cheap that's, laugh. You're, you're not you're not working for. It. You're just slapping on a dress, and that's funny. You know what I mean?" Belushi was that way though too with with people like like he with the Blues Brothers. He was very protective of the Blues Brothers, and there was a story about him asking. You know, he wanted Paul Schaefer to be the music director yeah. of that whole thing, and Paul Schaefer had made the commitment to Gilda Radner, mm. and uh, that's and and so at that moment the curtain came down, and Belushi never interacted. With Paul Schaefer. No kidding. Absolutely, well, yes. Yeah, some of the, some of the people, they can be that way. So apparently uh, Bill Murray just hated uh, Chris Farley. And Not a lot Sarah. of good uh, Bill Murray news lately. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so Melissa McCarthy revealed on Tuesday that she had the sex talk with her oldest daughter over dog poop. Uh, the Oscar nominee said... Oh, whatever you're into. She kicked... Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about... Yeah. This makes a great lube. Yeah. God... <laughs> Uh, she said uh, she kicked off the awkward chat. Don't throw it out. While they were picking up dog poop in the backyard. Wow. Uh, according uh, to McCarthy, her 15-year-old daughter Vivian's reaction was, oh, dear God, is this happening? Uh-huh. Did you have a formal sex talk? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I did not. My no, dad yep, had uh, had the sit-down chat with me. What yeah. about with your kids? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was... Um, it was easy. It wasn't difficult. Yeah, I think you, you just all you have to do is say, um, if you have any questions, I'm here to answer them. And uh, ask the mailman. Yeah, ask the mailman. He knows a lot more than I do. <laughs> Wait, I did around. you talk to the boys and your wife yes. talked to? The, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's the way we worked it out. So, but it was. Uh, yeah, wasn't it? We've we've always been pretty open about stuff like I mean, that. We, we I had an older brother. You know. Yeah. There you so go. You, you kind of good enough. Yeah, you yeah. sure have been open about it, especially like in the intercom in your house. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wide really open. open By the it. way. Uh, Sex, uh, she's on top of me. So this is what it sounds like, kids. <laughs> Dude, listen, we've lately because uh, everybody's essentially adult in my house yeah, yeah. now. Like we we try to find times to to sneak off with yeah. you, and either nobody's in the house, which is very rarely. It's got to be impossible or if someone's in the house. We try to you know, but you got to be quiet. <laughs> no, make you feel so good. We're think <laughs> we're thinking about now, just saying, hey guys. Yeah, we're we're gonna bang. Yeah, uh, I'm no, sorry. No, don't. No, you can't traumatize your kids like that. They don't. They're wanna... not kids anymore. Yeah. yeah, but listen, we had actually. I think we replayed it when uh, when you guys were off last week. The conversation about um, hearing your parents or walking in on your parents yeah. and how devastating oh, yeah. it was oh, for yeah. people. I can so vouch for that. For them, just don't announce it. I like. They to know see what it. you're doing. Just just. But isn't it important for kids to know that their parents still love each yes, other? Yes, and, and they do. They know that. Let they don't the need boy to know. watch. <laughs> let the boy watch. But no, what we're thinking about saying is, look, why don't you guys leave yeah. for a little while? Or right? stay. Okay. Or stay. But hey, do it if you want to be traumatized, yeah. stick yeah. around. Yeah. You might learn some things. Yeah. You're, you're, not, careful. you're not careful. You might learn a new position. <laughs> oh, God. Find a girl you love, then find some over the... 
God. All right. Uh, let's see. Minka Kelly is working on a book about her life, according to the Hollywood Reporter. That's got to be riveting. Uh, the Friday night, uh, the Friday Night Lights alum is penning a memoir of family forgiveness and the importance of finding inner strength. Uh, for her publisher, Henry Holt and Company. Minka uh, was most recently with Trevor, Trevor Noah. She, wasn't she? Who she was, was with Jeter for a long time. Jeter for a long time. Yeah. In between. That's not all who she is, guys. That's absolutely <laughs> all she is. Well, we're going to find out all she is because yeah. the thing is called, uh, the book is called Tell Me Everything. I just wanted to see what's in the Jeter exit kit. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. When you, break, when you are no when, longer. You know, what kind of toothbrush yeah. did you get on the way out? <laughs> yeah, so he was a complimentary bag. Yep, he would have one-nighter bags uh, to give to people. So. Oh, she dated uh, Chris Evans as well. Oh, really? Captain America, yeah. Wow, okay. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Chris's, Chris Jenner is feeling nervous about her upcoming operation. In Thursday's episode of The Kardashians, a 66-year-old... Told you I could take you to Saturn. They can perform it with their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Now that, hop, hop on board the Jenner Sphere, yeah, yeah. head off to Saturn, and they'll take care of it painlessly. Caitlin's really learned a lot since she's taken to space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, the 66-year-old uh, momager visited an orthopedic surgeon after experiencing a lot of pain in her right hip, telling the doctor that she literally couldn't walk across the room without a cane the week before. Um, and the pain, she said, I've been feeling seems to be getting in the way of my life, and it's not something I can really tolerate or have the patience for. I have this beautiful, fabulous life, and I have so many kids and grandkids, and I want to share it with them. All I want to do is fix the problem. So she was told she needs a hip replacement. There you go. That's going to be a little devastating. Actually, it's freaking her out because she's... Yeah. Realize she's I'm of the old. age yeah. where she needs you know a hip replacement. More and more these days, the old um, s- sort of protocol would be, well, let's wait till you're older. Right. So yeah, it's not right. an issue. But they're finding, like, um, people are experiencing, because they, a, lot, a lot of people more active or exercise more, that yeah. they're needing knee and hip replacements earlier. Yeah. So telling someone, hey... Hang out with this pain for another 15, 20 years, oh, and then we'll yeah. take care of it. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah, and the recovery's not actually uh, as bad as you would think. Right, it's much shorter now, isn't yeah. it? Uh, well, and so, like, I think a knee replacement is uh, is a lot longer and harder recovery, but a hip, because uh, my, my mom had her hip replaced. Now, she also didn't have a whole lot of muscle in that area. You know, right. She's a very petite woman, so I guess the, the more that they have to kind of cut through to get there, right. uh, the longer the recovery can be, but, like... Dude, she was like walking in days. Okay. There you go. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, so Chris had said, hearing the doctor say that I needed a hip replacement is very scary to me. It reminds me of somebody older than I feel uh-huh. on the inside and somebody who is going to have uh, challenges the rest of her life. This I knew a dude who was 41 who had a hip replacement. Serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Oh, my! I have a friend who had both. Now, he has a disease that he, that he had okay. to have them, but he had both of them done. First one went very well. Second one, uh, they, they screwed a, a screw in there too tight, and Ooh. I guess it was hitting a nerve, yeah. and they had to go back in oh. and replace the screw and, like, oh loosen God. it. Yeah. Ooh. When he had, got a boner, he farted. Oh, wow. Well, that's kind of cool. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that's, you would know when he's... That's not what happened. Yeah, yeah. When he's excited, though. You know. That's not what happened. Guess he's got a bone. too tight. Yeah. Loosen it. Uh, T.J. Miller says that he and Ryan Reynolds have patched things up. You remember a little while back he had said something along the lines of uh, not working together again? Yes. Because they, they didn't get along or something like that. But Reynolds... Uh, apparently reached out after he had uh, said he would never work with him again uh, and because he was mean on the set one day. That's what uh, T.J. Miller had said. Uh, and the Silicon Valley alum uh, chalked everything up to a misunderstanding, and apparently they've patched it up, which is good okay. because I hope 
T.J. Miller's going to be in Deadpool 3. Uh, that'd be great. So, and basically, even if I listened to the original, he was on the, I think it was the Adam Carolla show, and um, he was, he wasn't saying like, what a nightmare Ryan Reynolds was. He just, he, he, the perception was that Ryan Reynolds was being Deadpool on set and was saying caustic things. Right. And so it landed a little bit with T.J. Miller. Oh. Right. But he wasn't saying like, oh, you know, I hate his guts. Oh, that's surprising because I thought it had something to do with T.J. Miller maybe being out there. Because remember, he had the, uh, the the brain condition. Um, no, yeah, no, it was, it was yeah. the other way. Yeah. It was the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's but but uh, it, it seems to be, as Preston just said, a misunderstanding and they've right. patched it up. Yep. Uh, so from harrowing leaps to a faith in Mission Impossible films to daredevil dogfights and Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise has gone from one of the world's most famous actors to one of its most death-defying stuntmen. Uh, where he goes next is uh, where no leading man has gone before. Donna Langley, the head of Universal Pictures, said Tom Cruise is taking us to space. We started talking with Tom early on this, <laughs> and we figured what planet would be best for him to be orbiting when he does his stunts. Uh, he is... And, uh, Uranus. <laughs> He's going to space. Uh, she said, we have a great project in development with Tom that does contemplate him doing just that. Taking a rocket up to the space station uh, and shooting and hopefully being the first civilian to do a spacewalk outside of the space station. Now, I remember when the story was first reported, reported or hinted at, uh, that... Um, the Russians were shooting a oh, yeah. film in yes. space. Yes, and they will be the first, but he will be the first. They were shooting Steel Magnolias 2 in space. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those Southern Bells crazy. up in space? <laughs> I declare um, I'm weightless. Uh, no, so uh, he will be the first to do a spacewalk outside, uh, a, a civilian to do a spacewalk outside go. the space station. Now, yes, they beat him to the punch. They they wanted, Tom wanted to be the first one to shoot right. a film in space. But you're right, Steve. I believe they did beat him to that. So they're going to try to, uh, you know, have a record for him. Uh, the project reportedly has a budget of $200 million and would reunite Cruz with Doug Lyman, who directed him in Edge of Tomorrow. All and right. also American Made. Uh, and um, so uh, Langley told the BBC that the script actually takes place on Earth, and then the character needs to go up to space to save the day and describe the protagonist as a down-on-his-luck guy who finds himself in the position of being the only person who can save Earth. So that as you, you mentioned, they want to shoot in space, and so this <laughs> my mind goes to this place. It, if you were to say... In space, if all things considered, if you were naked and had a, uh, a you completed a sexual act, oh my, my god, god, would would there be enough inertia, or even just perhaps peeing hard, to move you? Oh, uh, every uh, every action has As an, an equal, equal and opposite, opposite reaction. reaction. So I would see, I would think that right. in some small right way right. possibly. I'm not talking going up to, you know, 30 miles an hour but I'm saying yeah. you would imagine yeah. that there would be a reaction to that that would move you, correct? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. If you were totally, completely still, Kathy, I would can think you that maybe... That? Would... I, no, I don't I'm know. Not. I'm not. There's a, uh, a scene in that book that uh, you and Casey and I have read uh, President Project Hail Mary and yes. uh, he uh, the the protagonist leaves one spaceship to go to another and he pushes off the does first spaceship. Does he use spaceship. that method? No, he does uh-huh. not. Uh, well, at least in the book that I read he does it. Maybe in the movie version he will. But he, he pushes off the um, one spacecraft to right. get to the other, and he doesn't realize that when he pushes off the first spacecraft, 
he did a little too hard, and he goes hurtling into the wow. other one too fast. He's afraid when his spacesuit hits that it's going to damage the spaceship, and he yeah. ends up being fine or whatever. But that, like, and when things and, and there's a lot of scientific based um, writing in that book. So, uh, Steve, I'm sure that your theory has some merit. <laughs> Probably. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, that guy would oh, he'd just yeah. be he'd be on a <laughs> warp factor six. <laughs> All right. Uh, there are movies opening this weekend, and huh? I'm going to run through a list of them so you know what to watch. Movies opening this weekend include Halloween Ends. It's a horror film starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Will Patton, and Andy uh, Matichak. In uh, this is, uh, is, by the way, it's Laurie Strode's last stand after 45 years. The most acclaimed, revered horror franchise in film history reaches its epic, terrifying conclusion as Laurie Strode faces off. Uh, for the last time against the embodiment of evil, Michael Myers, in a final confrontation unlike any capture on screen before, only one of them will survive. An hour and 51 minutes long. It's rated R. Theaters and streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 46%, hmm. which is lower than you would hope. Yes. Yeah. Also opening this weekend is Till. It's a historical drama. Danielle uh, Deadweiler, Whoopi Goldberg, and Jalen Hall star. Uh, the plot is Till is a profoundly emotional and cinematic film about the true story of Mamie Till Mobley's relentless pursuit of justice for her 14-year-old son, Emmett Till, who in 1955 was brutally lynched while visiting his cousins in Mississippi. In Mamie's poignant journey of grief turned to action, we see the universal power of a mother's ability to change the world. Uh, running time is two hours, ten minutes long. Rated PG-13. Wide release today. Rotten Tomato score gives it a 100%. Wow. It's an incredible story. And then finally, uh, Stars at Noon also opens. Uh, it's a drama mystery starring Margaret Qualley, Joe Alwyn, and Claire Dennis. Uh, the a young American journalist stranded in present-day Nicaragua uh, falls for an enigmatic Englishman who seems like her best chance of escape soon. She realizes, though, uh, that he may be in even greater danger than she is. Uh, two hours and 18 minutes long, rated PG-13, wide release and streaming today. Rotten Tomato score clocks it in at 71%. All right, we're ready for some clips to play. Hey, Start with the one we just mentioned. A producer and star of Till, Whoopi Goldberg, talks about her decision to make a movie that may be hard to watch. In a world where facts don't really <laughs> mean much, uh, it's really important because these are these are the things that happened. These are the things that happened in America that you should know about. So that when someone says, this is how I feel, you have a better understanding of why they may feel the way they do. Yeah. Till, like I said, is out in theaters today. <clears throat> Here's the next clip. Laurie tries to confront the evil once and for all in Halloween Ends. And here, Jamie Lee Curtis explains why she decided to sign on for this final trilogy. I was so impressed with the fact that they were honoring the trauma that had occurred in her life. That that was a real result of what happens if you are attacked when you're 17 years old and you get no help. Halloween Ends is in theaters today, by the way. Uh, I liked what they had done with this trilogy. The the first one, the, the last one was 
was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the you know they've gone off in different directions. This seems the more logical one. I do agree with her though. They they've given her character more weight because as she says, they do depict what that trauma would do to her, and, and she basically becomes like a Sarah Connor okay. kind of. You know, you don't understand what's out there, kind of person, and right. so everyone thinks she's nuts. And I thought that was the way to play it, and they did a good job of that. I hope they follow through with that on this one. All right. Well, you can tell for yourself because it is out today, and that's the entertainment report this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second or two. Got a couple of guests joining us today. We got some things to give away, and we're hoping you're going to hang out with us. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Wait, what's they? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Kathy, do your friends ever text you in the morning uh, to get traffic information? <laughs> yes. They do? <laughs> yeah. I thought they might. Uh, you know what I get more, though, is thanks a lot. You didn't tell me about the accident <laughs> on the turnpike, uh, whatever it is. I'm like, oh. Sorry, I that's forgot what that's friends where you are for, right? Yeah, to complain. <laughs> I mean, we can all, you know, you can grab an app and, and get an idea, right. right? But I still like if I was going, if I was leaving the show and and I was going to go to the airport or something Absolutely, like that, important, yes. I'd be like, Kathy, guide me, yeah, yeah. give me yeah. The, give me the right way to go. I feel like I've done that before, or um, at least asked a, like a weather person. Yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, uh, I have, what's yeah. the traffic like? <laughs> what's the traffic like? <laughs> hey, Cecily, what's the traffic like? Oh, I used to text Belarus and say, "What's yeah. the shore like this week?" Because he. Yeah. He and I used to have shore houses down there near each other, so we would often see each other. So I'm like, is it worth going? Like, are we going this weekend? What's happening? It's right. cool. Yeah, yeah, it helps. Hey, and you know what? And I know we're going somewhere real, real quick. The uh, I've been getting a lot of texts about Camp Out for Hunger and people wanting to volunteer. If you go to WMMR.com, you can click on Camp Out for Hunger. There is a, a portal that you can click on that takes you to the Phil Abundance um, uh, volunteer page. And you can volunteer for Camp Out for Hunger. I mean, so you you have to go there. It's it's all through Phil Abundance, and you can you can click on like exactly which time frame you know, window you want to uh, volunteer. Right. Uh, By the way, it's all there. Try and make it as as easy uh, to navigate as possible. Uh, speaking of Camp Out, this this is our twenty fifth yes Camp Out for Hunger. So it's a big one, and so therefore, I'd like to put the call out if you've never been uh, for uh, throughout all these years, for whatever reason it may be, or if you've never donated, I'd like to ask, maybe this be the year yes. uh, that you that you make yourself available. That'd be great. And if you're around and you were at the very first one, drop on. We yeah. want to hear stories yeah. for 25 oh, years. Yeah, yeah. Remember that guy, Tom, that hung out all week long that one year? Yes, uh, very, absolutely. Very early on. Yeah. I want to see what Tom's I up married these him. days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, uh, it's coming up November 7th. Uh, details at WMMR.com. Uh, I think we need to go to the Jassane Institute uh, ah. today because there have been some uh, medical studies and uh, clinical studies and things that we need to pass along information about. The Jassane Institute, home of the newly opened National Aeronautics and Semen Administration. Oh my God. Wow. Well, uh huh. The first we've, we've learned things. Yeah, we, we did learn things Newton. that, that uh, actually, yes, if you, if you, uh, <laughs> 
if there is something excreted from your body, it may cause an, an opposite uh, force and actually move you. If you're in space. In the vacuum of yes. space. Yes, we actually got uh, corroborated by a, uh, a high school physics teacher had uh, texted in about that. Right, Nick? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, you both had valid points. Okay. okay. Let's All just right. leave it at that. Well, listen. <laughs> we're going to start with penis rings oh, uh, at the Just Saying Institute. I didn't even know. So we're kind of in the same ballpark yes. here. Huh. Men should avoid using metal. Penis rings, according to sexual health doctors. I I, I kind of always knew that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, the gadgets, which can sell for like five bucks online, constrict uh, flesh in that area, trapping blood, and uh, they 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 can help men uh, maintain for a longer period of time. Maybe make things seem a little bit bigger or enhance uh, some of the pleasure. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, nah. it's never, not once has it ever. I use a scrunchie. Been a thing for me. Well, that would be safer. Yeah, yeah for sure. A scrunchie. Uh, the rings. <laughs> Why is there a cauliflower on your junk? They don't come without a risk. Uh, they can, uh, they can get stuck effectively yeah. strangling the penis. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've had stories where. People have had to have them like like the fire department yep. come well, in exactly and, yeah, and yeah. remove them. Yeah. yeah. So it says in this story, apart from an embarrassing trip to the ER, this can also cause parts uh, to die from lack of oxygen if they are not treated quickly enough. In rare cases, men uh, can need to have their member amputated. Anytime you prolong, or, or there are people who will like leave them on. Yeah. And uh, anytime you bind something like that on your body, you yeah. like foot binding. I was reading about the history of foot binding, which was a common thing. Yeah. I don't know if they still do it. Yeah. But, oh, you'd have these nice petite feet. But what would happen quite often is that, Preston, you're saying circulation would die off. Yeah. Toes would have to be removed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't go to these websites, but I have a friend that, that does uh, go to these websites that have these videos I on understand there. about your friend. Yeah. No. And so when my friend will browse before, you know, landing on a video that right. he likes, uh, you know, you don't always see that you know that is is going to be part of the the entertainment. Your friend doesn't like it. My friend you? does not like it. And when I my friend, friend sees it in the video, he's like, "No, oh, nah, wrong one." And then he goes back to the browsing. Uh, what a time waste! Center, yeah, it is. Your friend and I would get along. Uh, metal rings have less elasticity, which is why they are more likely to get stuck. In comparison, there are rings that are made of less robust material, like uh, rubber. And those can easily be cut off at an emergency. So the I don't, doctors I don't, are recommending you use something like that. Could you imagine any situation that would find you in the emergency room because of something you electively mm. adorned your junk with? Mm. The, it, the, 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 the absolute zenith of embarrassment. Yep, it would be tough. But they've seen it all. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they, they, at the ER, they've, they've seen it all. You don't need to add to their list of stories. Uh, medics have been forced to use... Bag light today. It was amazing. <laughs> drills directly on men's genitals in an attempt to cut off metal rings and release the vice-like grip. Ugh. In one horrifying clip circulating online, medics resorted to using an angle grinder and then bolt cutters to sever, uh, sever a metal ring from a man's genitals. So when I was doing stand-up, I would end up uh, emceeing male stripper shows uh, uh, periodically. They I paid, did, too. They, they yep. paid well, right? Mm-hmm. And the guys all had um, methods yep. of, of embellishing. Uh, mm-hmm. Rubber bands. Rubber bands. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. flat out, saw that happen. Uh, that they would uh, huh. they, they would you know get something in in a proper state of right. uh, excitement and then use a rubber band huh. 
And that's why when they're out there flopping around on the on the dance floor, it, it's floppable. It looks huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what Rubber Band Man's all about? It yes, might absolutely. Be. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since I've actually listened to the lyrics of that song, <laughs> but it might be exactly about that, Casey. Uh, Dr. Richard uh, Viney, a consultant. Oh, is that Viney? Viney? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Richard Viney. Yes. Richard. A I work in penises. I guess his name would be Dick Vaney. Dick Vaney. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And then? A consultant urological surgeon. At the urological surgeon at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham, England. Okay. Uh, urged men to avoid using uh, penis rings made of hard material. I think Vaney's right. Uh, non-elastic materials such as metal or hard plastics should be avoided. What about wood? Uh, I don't, they didn't mention anything. I, they, do they probably make a, like pressed wood? Yeah. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, like a, like a finely, uh, right. po- uh, mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something that really is a dark I mean, like cedar. You know, it smells Something nice. that's sort of ma- manly. Mm-hmm. By the way, in reference to Casey's question, there are, there's a lyric that goes, oh boy, this dude is out of sight. Everything he does seems to come out right. Oh <laughs> yeah. He should be in space. <laughs> <laughs> what is this song about anyway? Who's the bro- what? Do uh, you want me to read the lyrics? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hand me down my walking cane. Hand me down my hat. Hurry now and don't be late because we ain't got time to chat. You and me, we're going out to catch the latest sound. Guaranteed to blow your mind so high you won't come down. Uh, hey, y'all, prepare yourself for the rubber band man. Wrap never this heard, thing around your junk. Never heard a sound like the rubber band, man. You're bound to lose control when the rubber band starts to jam. I can finish that, Larry Casey. Yeah, you're about to see a sexy hunk. No, stand back and wait for Spunk. <laughs> I thought junk or funk. Does this have to do with like a, a guitar player or a bass player? I guess it's just a musician. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, it says it's not one, like Spoon Man. Once I went to hear them play at a club outside of town, I was so surprised I was hypnotized by the sound this cat can put down when I saw this short fat guy stretch a band between his toes. Oh. Hey, I laughed so hard because the man got down when he finally reached his goal. This is stupid. Yeah. So I guess it says... This cat really knows how to play guitar. (laughs) And then it goes back to the the chorus and it goes, got that rubber band up on his toes and then he wriggled it up all around his nose. Guaranteed to blow your mind, uh, playing all that music. You keep the time. Where in the world did he learn that? Oh, Lord. So is, it, is this predicated on an actual... It must be. Uh, like a spoon Here. man, a guy who played Here, rubber e- bands on his feet? There's even more. It said, uh, uh, rubber band man, rubber band man, how much of this stuff do he think we can stand? So much rhythm, grace, and debonair for one man. And then he had the nerve to wiggle his left toe... <laughs> Went to his knee, got the feeling in his head, y'all. Oh, come on, baby. So I guess it's a dude who plays rubber bands. Like, who's who's, who's the artist again who did this? The Spinners. Uh, Spinners, yeah. The Spinners. Do you remember the version they did when uh, Princess Diana died of the rubber band? No. No, no, the Spinners are a great uh, Motown group. Yeah. Uh, That's interesting. And I love the... Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. It's great. Oh, when yeah. Quinn is just singing it at the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, there we, we go. We learned. Penis yeah. rings and rubber bands. Yes. That's oh, a that's name. a band name. Yeah. I got to write that down. Damn it. And Listen to the rubber band man while I write this in. It's a good, good funky sound. Right? I love this song. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. We're, we're at the Just Saying Institute. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so let me go. 
me find something else here for you. Back to the hallowed ha- holes. Yes. Of learning. Uh, a genetically engineered cold sore virus. Yes. Is the new hope to beat cancer after scientists found that it could eradicate or shrink tumors in terminally ill patients. This blew my mind. Yeah. Patients were injected with the weakened form of the herpes simplex virus that has been modified to kill cancer cells in an early trial at the Institute of Cancer Research in London. So, Kathy, it, it actually attacks the cancer cells. But does it cause herpes? Uh, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I would take herpes like, over cancer. Herpes, cancer, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What, what looks better? Uh, the injection is given directly into the tumor, attacking it in two ways, by invading the cells and making them burst and by boosting the immune system because your immune system kicks in to try and yes. attack the herpes. Yeah, no. Uh, I love this using using yeah. your body, all of this stuff, using your own body's resources to battle these things. So RP2 is what it's called. It was tested on 39 patients with cancers, including people suffering from skin, esophageal, and head and neck tumors. That's amazing. Uh, A patient from West London has hailed the drug uh, as a true miracle after he was able to go back uh, to work as a builder. Uh, Overall, three out of nine patients treated with RP2, saw their tumors shrink. Seven out of 30 patients who received the drug and immunotherapy also got better. So it's not like having sweeping success, but it is showing It's mitigating, some. yes. And that's that's something to be very excited about. Yeah, and it says, while larger studies are needed, the drug could offer a lifeline for those with late-stage cancer. So it seems to be, wow. you know, not like an early treatment. It's as as it's already in place and, wow. and underway that this, is, this might be something so, that uh, can get in there and attack those cancers. It's quite conceivable that at some point your doctor will recommend you make out with a hooker. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. You know, maybe there's a natural way yeah, to go about yeah, it instead yeah. of an injection. Kathy doesn't like uh, needles. Right. She doesn't like that other stuff either. No, so nothing. This yeah. is well, a bad idea. For she's an apple girl. Uh, <laughs> Kathy's wearing a shirt with a variety of apples. It's got like 30 apples on the front here. Uh, and she was pointing at the ones right by her nipples earlier. Oh it was pretty classic. Oh, wait, wait. Which apples are nipples? I, I said, I was like, Preston's like, let me see the apples on there. So I go, these are my favorites. She goes, these are my favorites. Oh. And she does like a circling motion around her nipples, which was awesome. Uh, but listen, I, you know, I love hearing stories like this, obviously. But then you have to keep in mind, especially because... Um, you know, it gives hope to people who are actually dealing with with cancer. Yes. Yet, uh, a lot of times, it's going to be a decade before things like this, it's even true. if they work, can be ready for people. And it's horrible that it that it happens that way, but it has to happen that way. Realize though, um, there were things that were started eight or nine years ago yeah, that, yeah. that are coming to fruition now. Exactly. And that that's something that that uh, Hope Springs Eternal. Now they're saying there is a way to fight herpes by getting cancer. Oh, stop yeah. it. <laughs> Now, they realize that's not going to be as popular. No, no, not as popular, but still uh, needed, I think, at some point. All right, uh, so that's good news. Uh, Let's see what else we have here from the Justine Institute. Uh, Memory loss and cognitive impairment may be detectable up to nine years 
before an official dementia diagnosis, according to research, offering some hope for early intervention. Well, we just found out about treatments that are um, really slowing the progression of dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah, and you had said that uh, there's a study done that uh, that Viagra... That Viagra's having an incredible effect. ...is supposedly showing signs of maybe being able to treat that. Uh, but Alzheimer's and dementia are hard to treat, as diagnosis usually comes after symptoms appear, at which point it may be too late... Uh, to alter the course of the disease. So if you could get a big jump on it, yeah. you, you could, the, the goal would be you live the, a full, healthy life with, you know, maybe you're slightly forgetful, but you're not in the throes of, of uh, you know, a, a life-destroying situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cambridge University doctor Noel uh, Swadding Whippiwong. You're <laughs> not that is the most English name ever. Um, is your name actually Swatting Whipping Wong? <laughs> it's it's Swatty Swatty <coughs> Woody 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 Heepy Woody Heepy. Oh, here, look. Wait, wait. that's the name, Kate. Swat. Oh, uh, uh, that's you, not even English. That's you spell the last name S W A D D I W U D I H I P O N G. Oh my God! Swappy doopy doopy doo. Whip a will. No, no, spotted whipping room. Tell you, uh, he said. However, when we looked back at patients' histories, it became clear that they were showing some cognitive impairment several years before their symptoms became obvious enough to prompt a diagnosis. Cool. The impairments were often subtle, but across a number of aspects of cognition. So. Researchers uh, they went back into this uh, database and they collected health histories for. Participants, which included uh, tests on problem-solving memory and reaction times and data on the number of uh, falls they had suffered, the team found that those who went on to develop Alzheimer's and a rare form of dementia, which is called a frontotemporal dementia 5, or, I'm sorry, they did it 5 to 9 years later, they had poorer results in reaction times and in problem-solving and memory tasks, including number recall, uh, than those individuals who remained healthy. So... They look back and they saw the stuff from 10 years ago. And they could see the predictive. And they could see that, that they had these things in common once they were diagnosed. With we have Alzheimer's. audio of one of their patients, Preston. Yeah. Is there uh, some Shut of the, uh, uh, you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, been come to known so as? They, they followed this gentleman um, over the course of years and everything actually corrected itself. Those later diagnosed with Alzheimer's were also more likely to have suffered a fall in the previous year. I've heard that. Uh, the findings could help doctors identify high-risk individuals well before a diagnosis is made. When you go to the doctor, uh, for uh, not necessarily Dr. Mike, but when I've gone for, you know, tests and things like that from other doctors, uh, a lot of times they'll ask me, have you fallen in the past? Every, yeah. every time. Couple yeah. of months. Even the dentist. Yeah. 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 Uh, Wait, even I, the dentist. <laughs> I, get, I get mad when they ask me. I'm like, I'm not that yeah. old. No, I didn't fall. Well, you know what? Stop yes. asking me these dumb questions. It, it is, it is, but stop and think about yeah. <laughs> ask this old woman with the apples on her chest. <laughs> What's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, but I'm wondering if, if that might be, if they ask that because it might lead to other uh, issues you're having. I also think it's probably something they want to ask because as you're, whatever they're doing to you, getting up, you know, uh, to be aware that you're maybe not the most stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure that's also part of it as well. But but like uh, Kathy, I mean, usually it doesn't pertain to what I'm yeah right. when I'm there to get checked. You Can you dance the Watusi? Uh, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this I think so. I think so. How does it go? Yeah. 
I can do the mashed potato, but <laughs> I was just gonna say I have a question. Switching gears, but I don't care. Nah, you two ahead. are like, like I don't even know. We're, where have, you we're trying to perform right science here. <laughs> Wait, do you get the question every time I go to the doctor? I get the question: Do you feel uh, in any uh, you're in any harm at home? Yes. Has anybody yeah. hurt you? You guys get that too? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but they, they ask, they ask that of everyone. Okay. Yes, uh, they have to. Yeah, yeah, they have to. I think I think it's uh, the required. I don't know if it's by law or by you know hospital or whatever, but yeah, they, they, they because that's an opportunity for you to be alone with someone. Right, Do your right. coworkers wear provocative T-shirts? <laughs> it's not provocative. <laughs> I'm so sure this is getting turned on me. <laughs> uh, but I, I love that they do that, and and the last. Uh, kids that too, you know. If yeah, no, you know, that's so. uh, that's the. I get, yeah, I I have no problem. And yep. th- and then they'll ask you, have you beaten up anyone at all? <laughs> like, wait a second, is this a trick question? Yeah. Uh, the findings could, uh, by the way, uh, they could intervene at an earlier stage uh, to help reduce the risk if they can find these identifiers ahead of time uh, <laughs> that you might be, you know, susceptible to Alzheimer's. <laughs> what? <laughs> You know what those things in your shirt are called, Kathy? Apples. <laughs> nope. Napples. <laughs> napples. <laughs> you got two napples right there. I was thinking Ipples. That's from a, uh, a listener, so Ipples. well done. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to cover yourself right. from a listener. Uh-huh, yeah. We should probably... 215 <clears throat> We should probably switch gears now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go uh, somewhere else uh, in the Just Saying Institute. Uh, how about this... Um, a Hubei University study. Hubei? H U B E I. Hubei? Hubei. Hubei. Drinking more tea is correlated with more sperm. 1,385 men provided samples for over a year. Do I have a half or sperm? And were quizzed on their lifestyle habits. Results indicated the men who drank tea three days a week saw greater numbers of swimmers than those who did not. So obviously, I'm, I drink a lot of tea. I do not. My body no longer produces sperm. But um, I've heard a lot of good tea things lately, Preston, about, um, uh, yeah. about this. Yeah, tea's good overall. Yes. I think it might have antioxidants. Tea is my drink throughout the day, coffee in the morning. Mm. I started drinking tea, or I I drank tea for like, uh, I think it was two and a half weeks instead of coffee. And um, I never got, like, I didn't get a headache or anything like that. I thought, uh, you know, the lack of, um, I know there's caffeine in tea too, but like, I guess the amount that I get in coffee, I don't know. I thought maybe I was going to get a headache and I didn't. It was actually kind of enjoyable. Do you know a good aspect uh, about it for me, Kathy, is that so a lot of times I will simply, um, I have the, the, the water put the tea bag in, and then I'll sort of squeeze it, and I won't let it steep for a long time to really saturate it with, you know, the caffeine. Mm-hmm. I can make, you can make it lighter, or, you know, you can adjust it that way, mm-hmm. um, cup to cup. Do you, I like that. Do you like, uh, do you sweeten your tea at all, Kathy, or do no. you like it? No? No, yeah. I don't, um, and I don't no sweeten my coffee either. No, oh, okay. it, I was just drinking, I was drinking green tea, I had a ginger tea, chamomile, like, they were really good. Okay. Uh, those who drank tea had a 5% higher sperm count, so you might have so a So my fire. sperm count yeah. is out of this world. Yeah, yeah I've been here. However, there seemed to be no link between uh, tea drinking and sperm motility. Okay. What is motility? I... Movement. Movement, yeah. There are the ability to go swimming. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so and, and that just... can affect fertility. Yeah. They, however, right. will do synchronized routines. Wow. Man, I had, yeah. Uh, talking about motility, I had a guy, uh, a friend who, um, he and his wife weren't able to get pregnant and what they found out was that 
uh, the sperm that he produced essentially didn't have tails. Oh, yeah, wow. It, it was just the head of the sperm. And, I don't have a tail. <laughs> and so, therefore... The loneliest sperm. Yeah. Well, they'd, they'd, they, you know, they'd come rocketing out, and then uh, they, would, they wouldn't go anywhere. They just have fun, there. guys. And, yeah. Uh, chicken now and then. But you know what? I don't have a tail. So you know what's tail. funny? Some of them did have tails, and other ones didn't. So, the joke was like... Those guys with tails are like, all right, see you later. Yeah. But can, I pick, can I piggyback on one of you guys? Not enough of them had tails. Yeah, yeah why can't the yeah. tail yeah. ones help the come other on. guys out? Oh, come on. Yeah. Dolphin, the uh, give the, us the, a break. The, the winner, the is it winner? The dolphin didn't have a tail, and then right. they like made a tail for it. So right, yeah. science, prosthetic tail. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. What do you do for a living? I attach f- <laughs> tails to sperm. Mm-hmm. There's a need for it. Did anyone ask you to do that? No. <laughs> hey, right. Nick, uh, the sun is shining off oh, of that yeah. building right into my eyeballs. <laughs> oh, close the shades, please. Thank you. It is a very bright sunrise that we're getting. And now where the position is, where the sun is in the sky, it reflects off of the building right across. Yeah, you're right, Casey. It's blinding me, too. In fact, I can barely see this next you're blinded story. blinded by the light is what you're saying? I am blinded by the light. Uh, how about this? Scientists claim that primates in zoos became more sexually aggressive in 2020 during lockdown when there were no park visitors. Oh, yeah. Uh, the team... Speaking of nobody's looking. Yeah. The team... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the team studied uh, bonobos, chimpanzees, baboons, and gorillas. Uh, many displayed... I've m- had nightmare with all of them. ...more sexual behavior and became more sedentary. Why don't we take this out to the tire? Uh, chimpanzees <laughs> ate more when the zoo reopened. Uh, and it's not yet known if lockdown had positive or negative effects on the primates overall. So they were, like, yeah. hump crazy. They were going at it. Dr. Ellen Williams of Harper Adams University said, Our study showed the uh, uh, showed the varied ways in which visitors can influence the behavior of primates in captivity. Uh, these insights can help shape how enclosures and environments in zoos are curated. So is the perception that the more that they are less inclined to engage in this... Uh, activity uh, to get, you know, to have sex in front of yeah, spectators. In front of people. I guess it's, it maybe it distracts them. Yes. You know what I mean? That's probably it. And, uh, and you, you know. Kill the mood. Yeah. You, <laughs> you there with your Molly Hatchet t shirt. <laughs> Destroyed it with that large funnel cake. How am I supposed to get aroused looking at you? This aberration that you've become. I feel for the guy, man. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I feel for the ape. Who can't uh, have some alone and that white that powder all over your face? Sexy type. <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah, the, from the from powdered cake. sugar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So anyhow, yeah, they were so so maybe they uh, they might have to shut down the primate Is, house from time to time. Did they suggest there's an out. animal that actually uh, performs more? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like, like they get turned on. Oh yeah. By the, yeah. Like the the cuck cage. Oh, Wouldn't it be wild? What animals do you think would probably be most likely oh to... Meerkats. Meerkats? <clears throat> How about bears, man? If oh, they... yeah. oh, my God. What oh, a I sh- saw bears humping. What a show. Yeah. Rubber band man. Yeah. Wait, you saw bears humping? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the, um, in Great Adventure, when you drive through the safari. Yeah. Yeah. The bear was like... On the other bear's like back, you know, doing a bear style. Yeah, yeah. And he was like biting her shoulder. He's like, ah, don't you like that, bitch? Argh. Wait a minute, you guys weren't watching Casey yeah. just now. Do it again. Kathy, he was totally like, missing. Argh. Argh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? You gonna be my regular Saturday night? Candy? 
You're going to be my regular hibernation thing. Uh, totally missed it as if we needed to see <laughs> no, that. No, you totally did, Kathy. <laughs> you needed to see that. You know what? Every time I come home, I actually am starting to feel a little bit bad. I think it's an issue. Um, my male cat is on top of my female cat, and she has little bite marks on her, the back of her shoulder. Not bite marks, but like they're her, fixed, ha- right? her hair. They're fixed, yes. Her hair is like, you know, messed up, and it's wet because he's he's biting her. He's like, we're both fixed, baby. We're not going to be able to that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Is that what, like, what is he doing? I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's doing. You got, you got your thing. You got, yeah. <laughs> IDB. Um, uh, and he, I don't see him, like, hump her. He just gets on her back and. You know what happens? It's the same reason you'll see female, like, dogs and cats. Take the male position. It's dominance. It's dominance yeah. because no, my dogs will all, take each other. It's literally every time I get home, like I'm, I feel bad for her. Oh, wow. they want to put on a show for you. That's, that's what, what they're saying. doing. They have no. a little conversation. Wait, right. I heard the ground short. <laughs> right, let's make her uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. back is so wet. Case, he jumps off of her and runs away the second I walk in. <laughs> now it's your time. <laughs> wow. Wait, which one attacked you? Was it the male or the female? Female. Mm. She was jealous. Jealous. Yeah. 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 So she can't cook. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but right, we're well. good. That has not happened since. Like I, you know what I did? I made sure. I think she was starving. The, I think the male cat was eating his food and then going over to hers and knocking her out of the way and finishing her food. Uh. So now I watch them while they eat. And when he goes over, you like that, don't you? You like to watch. Uh. <laughs> wow. All right, well, anyhow, I think we got to close up shop, gang. You uh, learned a lot. Yeah, thank you for uh, coming by the campus today <laughs> and being part of the Just Saying Institute. Uh, but we do have to move on because we got money to give away. We got some bizarre file stories to get to, and we have some guests that are going to be on the program on this Friday morning. Yes. So we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with all of that stuff. You Who Loot is on the way. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we got about two minutes before we're going to get to you, Hulut. I'm going to give a little plug a rooney for something here that uh, ties into Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, nice. And I'll let you guys get a sample of these next week because I think they're going to be stopping by. But uh, Marissa had turned me on. Uh, to uh, Fishtown Pickle Project. All right, so they well they had released this event. Is that a gonna, funk band? They were going to yeah, be doing yeah. called uh, the Feast of the Seven Pickles. Oh, I love that. And then COVID hit, and they couldn't do it. I was going to go to the event. I was going to take my son Carter, who's way into pickles as well. Right, right, right. And so they had to cancel that. But uh, they sent over some pickles, and I'm telling you. <laughs> They were the best I've ever had. And you're a pickle and you're I'm a pickle a, dude. I'm a pickle guy, yeah. I, and I will have all kinds of stuff, but I I was just amazed at how yummy they were. The the kind that I had was their um, gar- zesty sweet garlic, okay? Mm. And so they got in touch, and they wanted to uh, collab with yours yes. truly. So you've collabed on a pickle project? We now have Preston's Picks. Wow. From uh, the wow. Fishtown Pickle Project. And the, a portion of the proceeds sold are going to go to Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, that's, that's excellent. So that's why I'm, I get nothing for this. Right. I just I, They consulted me on a flavor. 
Uh, so <laughs> I are we going to wait till we get it in here to for you to reveal that flavor combination? Uh, no, I'll go ahead and tell you what okay. it is now. But it's called Preston's Picks, and essentially, I told them I wanted to do a combo of pick, uh, pickled cucumbers and peppers. Uh huh. So it is a it's uh, got a little bit of a, of a, um, a spice to it. Uh, but it is essentially a garlicky pickle with uh, uh, banana peppers in there, too. Okay. And so Marissa and I went down there uh, where they have the whole, you know, their, their kitchen, essentially, where they make the pickles. Uh, yes, the hallowed halls. And I'm telling you, I, me personally, this is my personal take, this is the best pickles I've ever had, man. I'm telling you, they're even better than their zesty sweet garlic. So I'm excited that my name is on the jar and that I helped contribute. Look, they did all the work. Mike. Sure. Uh, it's Mike and Nikki, and Mike is a chef, and he came up with the brine and all that, and that's the real secret ingredient. Um, but you can go to fishtownpickles.com, and uh, they're fourteen fifty a jar, and a portion of the proceeds are going to go to Camp Out for Hunger. Well, that's so wonderful. Can, they are available today. So, so at Pickle Aficionado, you're saying you need to check these out. I would. I, th- I Listen, prove me wrong. Yes. Try it, and, and let me know if you think they're the greatest pickles or not, because I think they are the best ones I've ever had. So, anyhow... Uh, that is, they debuted today. They're going to bring some by to m- next week. Oh, excellent. And you guys will get to try them too. All right. But they're so good. I, <laughs> I they gave us, uh, that we sampled some of the ones that they did for their R and D, like a few different yeah. batches. And no, this is the one, the one they cho- went with is the, the one, one pickle to lead them all. I probably <laughs> ate, and I'm not even exaggerating. I probably had about 12 pickles, uh, <laughs> while I was, and they're full spears. Like I, I just, I love them. You gorged on pickles. So anyhow, that's available now. Marissa made this video, uh, and uh, we'll post that on social media if you can check it out. But it helps uh, helps camp out for hunger. All right, let's do this. Here we go. Here it is. MMRs. Yoo-hoo loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. All right, the word is shop, S-H-O-P, and you'll have uh, until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. Again, the word is shop, and one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. The word is shop. Let's get you that money. Give us a call right now. Oh, by the way, ah, it's Friday. by Jersey Mike's planning your game day football feast. Well, Jersey Mike's has got you covered with everything you need for a great party or tailgate. You can order ahead on the Jersey Mike's app and skip the line. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. All right, did you guys hear about this eBay 
uh, scandal that yes. went on. So yeah. a former eBay uh, employee was sentenced Tuesday to a year behind bars for her role in a harassment scheme targeting creators of an online newsletter that included the delivery of live spiders, a bloody pig mask, and other disturbing items to their homes. It's been going on for a while, right? Yeah, Stephanie Pop of Louisville, Kentucky, who was eBay's senior manager of global intelligence, was sentenced to prison in Boston Federal Court after pleading guilty to cyber-stalking conspiracy and witness-tampering conspiracy charges. Stephanie Stockwell, former manager of eBay's Global Intelligence Center, was also sentenced. These are higher-ups that are getting busted here. Yeah. Sentenced Tuesday for her role in the scheme, but avoided prison time. She was ordered to serve two years probation with the first year in home confinement. They're among seven former eBay employees who have pleaded guilty in the scheme, targeting a Massachusetts couple, David and Ina Steiner, who angered eBay executives with coverage of the company in their newsletter, which is called E-Commerce Bytes. Stockwell and Pop reported to James Baugh, a former senior director of safety and security, who authorities say was the leader of the scheme. Baugh, yeah, was sentenced last month to almost five years behind bars. Another eBay executive who pleaded guilty in the case, David Harville, was sentenced to two years in prison. These people are all going to jail. But like, and you're right. They're, they're, this isn't low-level working yeah. in a warehouse. This is upper tier. Yeah. So uh, apparently the authorities say eBay employees, Boz Direction, sent an anonymous harassing and sometimes threatening Twitter messages criticizing the newsletter's coverage of eBay. A couple then started getting disturbing deliveries at their home, including live insects and a funeral wreath. At one point, Baugh recruited Harville to go to the with him to Massachusetts to spy on the couple. They went to the couple's home in the hopes of installing a GPS tracker on their car. Yeah. But the garage was locked, so Harville brought tools with a plan to break into it. Prosecutors called Pop one of the most culpable participants in the scheme. She was involved in all aspects of a harassment campaign and knew uh, both its full extent of the effects that it was having on rattled victims. That's nuts. But they've been busted. So, yeah. Speaking of busted, a home inspector was accused of pleasuring himself with a Tickle Me Elmo doll in a client's prospective home. Uh, he's been found guilty of one crime and acquitted of another. Is it one of those motorized ones that uh, giggle and vibrates? I don't vibrates? know. Maybe. Yeah. That's uh, the one I'd use. Kevin Wayne Van Leuven was convicted of aggravated indecent exposure. The jury learned that a not guilty ver- verdict of misdemeanor charge of malicious destruction of property, uh, they returned that. Uh, the charges against Van Leuven stem from a 2020 home inspection <laughs> when a nanny cam recorded him in a child's bedroom where he appeared to be pleasuring himself with the toy. Uh, the, ho- the homeowners who were off-site were notified by an app. Uh, the recording provided the homeowners uh, to provided by the homeowners to law enforcement showed Van Leuven holding the Elmo doll before b- below his waist. <laughs> Jesus! As he faced an open closet, <laughs> with his back turned toward the camera, he also appeared to be possibly adjusting the zipper on his pants. Uh, he faces up to two years in prison and a two thousand dollar. I really would be curious to know if it's one of those motorized ones because yeah. I could see that does have that vibrating action. I think it's the tickle me yeah. Elmo. So yeah, right, I think yeah. that that would be that one, Steve. Uh, listen to this. A California ophthalmologist recently shocked the internet by posting a video of herself extracting 23 forgotten contact lenses from a patient's oh eye. 23 they just kept putting forgotten them on top? contact lenses. Yep. Oh, Did this person on. think they had glaucoma? No. Uh, Katerina, or could they see eight miles away? Uh, Katerina Kurtiva, an eye doctor out of Newport Beach, California, posted the Instagram video of herself carefully removing a few contact lenses oh from a patient's God. eye. Have you ever put... 
To end, Kathy? No, I, I don't even understand how this is possible. Yeah. I mean, listen, my prescription is so strong, so without them, I can't see. Once right. they go in, I can see. Sometimes I'll lay down in bed and I open my eyes. I'm like, why can I still see the clock? You All know right. what I mean? And okay. I've forgotten to take them out, and then I take them out right it away. It seems like something very hard to do. And I would imagine a, se- a second one on top of it is then going to make it blurry. Yeah. Well, Kurtiba claims to have removed no less than 23-year-old contact Jeez. lenses from her patient, an elderly woman who had forgotten uh, in her eye. She had forgotten them in her eye for months, maybe even years. She was a bit like Cyclops. Uh, the video went viral a few days ago, leaving millions scratching their heads out. Someone could simply forget that many contact len- lenses in their eyes. The video shows Dr. Kurtiba using a Q-tip to carefully remove dozens of old contact oh, lenses. Oh, my God. God. From behind an elderly woman's eyes, some of them appearing to have turned green after being in there for Wait, such a long period of time. did you say behind, from behind her eye? A think so. Okay, so so they'll often yeah. um, they can like slide up like, at least they do uh, on mine, they'll slide up like in my lid if they get too dry but it feels like something's in your eye so and I 23, Kevin. I can't see but I'm just saying like th- so she had to probably go like lift her eyelid and go up in there and pull yeah. it out. Did they check uh, her brain? She wrote, <laughs> I have carefully separated all the contact lenses and counted a total of 23. I had to use a very fine surgical instrument, a jewelry forcep oh uh, seps to separate the contact lenses um, and and she said they were essentially glued together after sitting under the eyelid for a month. Uh, Kurtiba explained that her patient always forgot that she had contact lenses on when she went to bed and kept adding new ones. I'm going sleepy by. Uh, believe it or not, 23 contact lenses is uh, in one eye is not even a record. A few years ago, a 67-year-old woman from the U.K. had forgotten a whopping 27 contact hell? lenses in her eye. 27! Over 35 years. What about that woman who found 38 menstrual cups pressed on? Well, that's, yeah. you know, well, they all stack into one another. Yeah, it's like so. a, one of those Russian dolls. Yeah, all right, and we'll have to finish it up right there. That's all we have in the Bizarre File. All right, we have uh, a Zoom guest. Yes, sir. All right, so we are, yeah, we're going to welcome our guest who is here to talk about a charity event that's coming up. Uh, is this on Sunday? Uh, a week from Oh, the Sunday. 23rd, I'm sorry, yeah. a week from Sunday. Uh, it is the Run for the Blue, and it's with the Philadelphia Police Foundation. Please welcome Mr. Eric Cushing hey! to our show this morning. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for always supporting us and promoting the event. Absolutely. So uh, you're at it once again. Uh, where are you guys having the event? So it'll be the Market Street Run for Blue. We'll start at Front and Dock Street, but about 90% of the run will be along Market, where we, we tout it as a bit of a mini version of the Broad Street Run. Okay. Instead of 10 miles, it's 5 miles. Instead of Broad Street, you're on Market. So Market Street Run for Blue a week from Sunday. It's a very doable distance. And that's that's a good step up from a 5K. So it is. somebody somebody who's been running 5Ks... Right wants to go competitively or just for the charity event, but, but some people yeah. kind of ease their way into these competitive events, you know? And, and the big secret is a lot of times it's you, you walk, you run, whatever you're comfortable sure. with. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we do tout we do tout that you can walk this. So we actually have permission from a timing standpoint. The road will be closed. You can walk it. You just have to keep a 20-minute per mile walk pace, which is yeah. which is Amazing. not a yeah. not even a brisk walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's glacial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What is the uh, what's the uh, uh, the cost and all that uh, the, the particulars about that, Eric? Sure. So go to marketstreetrun.org. Everything you need to know about the event, marketstreetrun.org. It's fifty dollars. Uh, beautiful shirt comes with that, and it is a fundraiser for the Philly Police Foundation. Uh, basically, where the city's budget ends, our work begins. It's it's astounding. 
the things that don't make it into the city budget, the things that are needed. Uh, we're trying to do our part with this surge in crime in the city, with everything the police department's going through. We want to be there, be there for them, be there, there for the citizens um, to help make a difference, make an impact. It's more dangerous uh, than ever, but and, and there's obviously been some very sad stories, but um, that that you guys stepping in to fill that void makes a huge difference in the long run. So mm-hmm. kudos to you and what you've been able to put together. Steve, exactly. We want to fill the gaps. Um, we want to make an impact. Uh, I'll give you a quick example. Um, one of the canine dogs suddenly passed away uh, over the summer. Uh, the department reached out to us and said, you know, we need a new uh, bomb-sniffing dog, canine. Bane was the name of the dog who passed away suddenly. So we're able to step in. There's no delays that, that you would go through with city procurement and whatnot. We're able to go in and, and get the department equipped immediately um, through our approval process. So there's a new dog in training as we speak. That's excellent. So mainly uh, you guys help out with uh, with with equipment and and uh, and, and needed uh, stuff like that. Uh, when, when yeah, you're... equipment, training, technology, okay. um, whatever the department needs, um, we will step in and fill the gap. Nice. Are you going to run this, Eric, or are you just going to be running the event? Uh, <laughs> so just because it's such a busy day for me work-wise, I would love to run it. Uh-huh. Uh, I won't be able to just from a working standpoint. Um, but we are offering it virtually, so I guess I have no excuse. I could do it virtually. <laughs> yes. Um, if folks do not want to be in person, anybody that's not comfortable, when you go to register at marketstreetrun.org, you can go and sign up virtually. We'll mail the shirt right to you, um, and you can be a part of it that way. And uh, – I was going to say, running through the city with the streets closed yeah. is a pretty cool thing, man. We had it, we did that uh, years ago. Uh, uh, there were some 5Ks in the city. It's pretty cool uh, running down the, it is. the street. It's an awesome experience. It's a beautiful route. We tweaked uh, the route a little bit this year. It's actually going to end under the Market Street sign uh, on that Aqueduct Road right off of 2nd and Market. Nice. So it's a really... It's a beautiful route, and uh, we're excited. We Again, we want it to be a mini Broad Street run. You've conquered Broad, now conquer Market. Excellent. All right, well, we have the information at uh, PrestonandSteve.com, but you can go to MarketStreetRun.org for those who want to sign up right now. Absolutely. Uh, it'll be open through event day on October 23rd. You could sign up that morning if the weather's nice and you're feeling up to it. Uh, but yes, marketstreetrun.org, everything's right there. All right, it's Run for Blue, and it's Sunday, October 23rd. You guys do great work, Eric. Thanks for checking in, and good luck with the event. Hey, thank you for everything you guys do. I, again, as someone who's in nonprofit, the the uh, Camp Out for Hunger, I think, is the biggest, best, most incredible fundraiser uh, I've ever seen. Uh-huh. So you guys are such a force for good. Thank you for everything that you do. And, and again, thanks Appreciate for Appreciate that. Thank Appreciate it, Eric. Have a great weekend. Eric Cushing, luck, guys. Yay! Uh, Police Foundation. Um, So we have one more quick thing before we take a break. Real quick, I'm going to remind you, we have one minute. Eh, Listen to me. You got like 30 seconds to enter the word shop uh, for you who loot. But Steve, we're going to do something for you. Oh, Oh, really? Yes, right now. Is this a surprise? Come on in. Come on in. Come into the studio, Steve. I bet you know what it is. What? Is it? Waffles. Waffles! We got you some waffles! Oh, Oh my God. Day. Yeah, you, you get first pick, and then I get second pick. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we have waffles for everybody. That's this is Casey's idea. Where did we get the waffles? Uh, we bought them. We bought them right. Yeah, from Nudie's in uh, in oh, Ardmore. Nice. Oh, is that, is that yeah. are they known as a waffles? Oh, uh, they're a great breakfast, breakfast. joint. That's really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they we've got a regular Look at these plain <laughs> plain. <laughs> 
You got plain blueberry, walnut, uh, banana walnut, and there's another one in there. All right, there. All right let me quickly, each one of you, Nick, favorite waffle on this. Uh, oh, what were the options again? Impressive just Plain blueberry, walnut, or, or uh, banana, banana, walnut, and strawberry. I'll go banana if that's okay with you. Steve. Yes. No, I, I get second. Kathy? Pick <laughs> My favorite is, would be banana. Yeah. Preston? Uh, I like banana walnut, but Casey, you pick what you yeah. want. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll eat bananas. bananas. <laughs> you want banana? No, I'm kidding. I'll okay. go with whatever's left. Yeah, me too. Uh, and blueberries also good. I love blueberries. All right. Uh, all right. Excellent. Thank you. We have waffles. Casey. Yeah! Who, who made the run, Marissa? Who went and got them? Gina. Gina did. Thank, Thank you, Gina. Gina. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We got some guests joining us. Stay with us on Waffle Friday. Yes. The Steve Show. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. Our next guest is going to be at Punchline tonight and tomorrow night. There are two shows each night, and you can get tickets at PunchlinePhilly.com. And, of course, you know him as the voice of Tina Belcher on Bob's Burgers as well. Please welcome Dan Mintz. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me. Nice to have you here, Dan. Thanks for popping in this morning. Of course. Excellent. And uh, no waffles? You didn't want to have uh, I'm going to have one after. I think okay. they look good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, it is, it's, of course, this always happens. I hear uh, uh, little bits of Tina as you speak. <laughs> <laughs> love that character. Love the show. I have to say, you know, it, it, it's funny. There's sort of a, a protective thing that happened as they started to wheel out other animated shows to mm-hmm. put in the schedule with The Simpsons. It's like, who the hell is this? What, what is this? What is this about? <laughs> and I'm like, Bob's Burgers. Bob's. It's pretty funny, I guess. And, <laughs> and now it's just become a, a, tri- yeah, a, a favorite. It's just a wonderful. I, I, you've been right from the beginning. And mm-hmm. then the movie did well. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been such a ride. I remember, like, the first time they brought us in to do the pilot presentation, uh, like, I was like, oh, nice, I get an easy $700, and then I'll never right. see these people again. And then <laughs> you can, like, how could, could you have anticipated? Years. Because yeah. so many have come and gone. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you know, it's, it's, you grew up in Anchorage, Alaska, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. and then there's the Great North from the Bob's Burger mm-hmm, crew. Mm-hmm. Have you done work on that yet? Um, no, I offered to be their Alaska consultant, but I'm <laughs> trying to save money. Yeah, Anchorage is, um, um, you know, years ago we took the trip um, and you we you flew into Anchorage, went to Seward and took the cruise down. I love that area, but I have to ask you, do they still have that earthquake museum in Anchorage? Do you know? <laughs> Um, the, or, well, they have an earthquake park. I don't remember an earthquake. That yes. might just be like a tor- thing tourists go to and you don't even know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if it was something that the people there visited <laughs> because it'd be like a bad reminder. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they, they love, yeah, I, I don't know why they love talking about that earthquake so much. But. <laughs> they seem, they really do. It was like the first place they took us to while we were waiting for the tour bus to take us mm-hmm. down to the uh, to the uh, uh, cruise line. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess they're, they're really into it. It was, it was pretty fascinating. <laughs> you have a, uh, a whole conga line of like uh, um, very, um, there's, a, there's a great pedigree to your uh, comedic experiences. So you wrote for the Harvard Lampoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to ask you, because t- by my mind, like Conan has as well, and there have been a lot of great mm-hmm. talent. Is is that is that a cutthroat atmosphere? Is that a uh, fraternal familial atmosphere? What, what's it's it like? It's more of a like fraternal familial. I mean, it was it was hard to get on um, I, um, it, in, the, in the first place. But once you get on, yeah, it's like... Um, 
Um, I you know I, I like Harvard doesn't have like fraternities or anything. But right. It's like it's, it kind of has that that atmosphere and it's great and, and that's that's why it's like helps you get a job in comedy because then you know people look out for it's you. Legendary. You it's legendary. Move out to LA and you already have a whole crew of people. Yeah. Were you, were you going to Harvard for acting or? Hmm. No, I mean I was. Uh, I just majored in philosophy and math, but um, I knew uh, I kind of knew I wanted to do comedy, so I'll just major in what okay. I'm interested what, in. What does a philosophy major hope to do? <laughs> Um, well, if you're not, if you don't have another plan, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you teach philosophy, is what you do. Yeah, yeah. So when you come out the other end, one of the smartest mm-hmm. guys I, I, I knew in college, that was his major as well, and mm-hmm. he continues to be a, a very smart person. But then realized at one point that um, you can't be a philosopher and make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So he became a lawyer. <laughs> you, you could be the guy on the loading dock who really has his head on, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Dalton. Was Dalton a philosophy, was a philosophy major. Roadhouse. Roadhouse but I'm, just, not. I'm mm-hmm. curious as to where philosophy and mathematics intersect, and do they? Well, I mean, these days I think they do a lot because the philosophy is very based on logic and mm-hmm. very mathematical. Um, so it wasn't like, yeah, they, they did integrate really well. It's not like, you know, 5,000 years ago. There is a, there's a special on Netflix right now where I feel like they do intersect. I don't know if you've watched this or heard about it, but it's just a, it's a documentary about infinity. Okay, I did hear about that. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's like kind of like mind blowing because uh, mathematically and philosophically speaking, like infinity is all over the place, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So like you just think of like th- something being infinitely big or infinitely small, but there are infinite numbers between the numbers one mm-hmm. and two, <laughs> and between the numbers zero and one. Like the, I was like, oh my god, looks right? like you have your work cut out for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's 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 uh, so what would what. Uh, because to me, it would, and to Casey's point, it would seem to be um, a comedian's mind has to be um, more off the rails periodically. Yeah, and, and, and you dealt, you're dealing with two very. Yeah, I mean, I would, I think that, but the comedy is more related than you think. I mean, they both kind of deal with absurdity. It's just one is like trying to right. celebrate the absurdity, and one is trying to kind of solve the absurdity. Mm. Yeah, they're both kind of on the same track, I think. So when you did, you wrote for Harvard Lampoon, you also wrote, and I wanted to ask you about this, the Andy Milanakis mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love that guy. Andy. Yeah, that's what, right. What happened to yeah. him? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't kept in touch with him. But, yeah. Um, I, I mean, he was kind out. of a, a buzz but thing for awesome. a while. Yeah, yeah he was, uh, when, before viral videos were viral videos, yeah. mm-hmm. he was starting to kind of take off. Yeah, that was a super fun show to work for. Huh. Um, and then a human giant as well, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Aziz Ansari. And uh, do, let me... How much writing did you do on that show? Um, I mean, I would come in. I, I think other than the those those main three main guys, like you'd, the writers would come in like once or twice a week and just pitch your ideas. And then so um, and then I think they used a few of my ideas on the show, but that <laughs> I show wasn't you, like writing every script. Okay, because that that show I think yielded some of the funniest. Mm-hmm. And no, it's, it, yeah. people forgotten about it. Uh, Will Arnett was on. They did one segment. Uh, Preston, it's the one where he's uh, as he's on Sari's wearing. I think it was Paris Hilton's. Mask on his face. Oh, yeah. Are they in bed together? They're in bed. Yes. Will Arnett has no idea that it's not her. Right. And all he has is this, and it's just, it's just great. That had to be at that time a great um, training area because a lot of people, I think it was MTV, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they seem to really embrace it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, was, was was that in general a good experience for you? I mean, that, that was one of my favorite experiences just because they were so good at executing a, a sketch and directing and acting and so you just go in and you you pitch an idea and then it comes back as like a fully fleshed out wow. beautifully shot beautifully acted <laughs> five minute sketch that's that's cool on uh uh bob's burgers uh how often uh, you know to me that seems like a, 
and to all of us, a a plum job. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and you look at the the cast of The Simpsons, and there was every year they'd be, oh, I don't know if they're going to resign. <laughs> yeah, they're going to resign. <laughs> yeah, why would you want to give that up? <laughs> um, so, uh, but the thing that always sort of disappoints us is the notion that. Everyone's kind of doing their lines separate from everyone else. Is there ever a time when the show's done where the collective is is there? Well, that I mean, that is how it actually was done uh, for mo- for most of the up until COVID, basically. Really? Um, but yeah, I mean, people live. You know, I, I live in LA. Kristen lives in LA. A lot of people, other people live in New York or Boston. So they'll rent like three recording studios at once. And then we all just you know do it do it played out as a scene because um, I think the nature of the dialogue on mm-hmm. on Bob's Burgers is is different than The Simpsons in that there's a lot of it, it's buttressed up against the the lines are tighter mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. yeah I mean it really was I mean Lauren the the creator's skill really was to just create this sense of like this is how people really talk yeah and it comes across that way so. It is. It does feel like a family. It feels like a realistic type of a show. How much, um, when when you're being uh, directed on on a show like Bob's Burgers, how much acting are you actually putting into it, or, or is it more just yeah. like you? Is it you know? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are yeah. you putting on a show, or is it Dan being Dan essentially? I mean, the, like Lauren, really, he kind of created the show around the performers. So all of us kind of are like our characters are like eighty percent us. Right. Well, you can tell. <laughs> I mean, makes it easier. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah but that's good. I love like that. Tina, yes. Know, like, yeah, when I and it's awesome. Speaking, yeah, and it's a cool thing. <laughs> <laughs> did you attempt at first to try to do a, an affected voice, or did you just go with your your straight delivery? I mean, I couldn't even do another voice. <laughs> really? I'm like, I'm not like a man of a hundred voices. I'm a man of one voice. <laughs> I would like to see that movie made. Yeah. So we celebrate Lon Chaney, who is man of a thousand faces man of one voice yeah uh but that's so but that's that's cool you to me that makes it easier like when they'll take Mm -hmm. someone who's new to acting and the first character they play has that character's and the Mm -hmm. actor's first name (laughs) so it makes it easier Mm -hmm. uh but at this point and i was reading an article that said you you all sort of when you are together sort of adopt and i don't know if this is just fluff or clickbait (laughs) but that you you uh, you sort of adopt your positions and there is a very uh, familial sense to the whole thing. And- yeah, it is like like it, I just love the other actors so much, and they're all. I mean, I'm I'm the, kind of the more quieter one. I probably shouldn't say that when I'm promoting a stand-up show. <laughs> no, but that's but- your, 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 your that's your that's your stage yeah. persona. Yeah, <laughs> but but they're all just like so funny and the best improvisers, and and just like you know, it it just is like being around them, like having dinner with them. It's just like being like watching like the funniest like two hour podcast. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> well, I haven't seen uh, any of your stand-up, uh, so what's what's uh, the flavor if you were to describe that? The the flavor would be like like one liners. I mean, like Stephen Wright and Mitch. Had are like big influences for me um and i mean obviously um you could probably guess it's monotone <laughs> you're not carrot top no, <laughs> no uh, yeah we had, we had Stephen wright on not that long ago yeah. and uh, it's still Stephen wright it's still Stephen wright yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's and great that's what you want that was, yeah. it's like when you go to see your favorite band and you don't get you know mm-hmm. uh but yeah but and and uh, you're, you're you're hilarious and your 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 Thank stuff you. is very funny what i what i Always think though with a, with a comedian such as yourself is that um, because there is a precision to what you're doing, you uh, and these days it, it must make it more arduous for you to you know keep turning your sets around because mm-hmm. in in uh, Stephen Wright's mm-hmm. era mm-hmm. where he took off big, it was not as likely that you could get saturated with yeah. his stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, absolutely. It t- I mean, yeah, because you know one joke is 20 seconds, and right? So it takes a long time to write an hour. Um, 
And then, you know, I wasn't doing stand for a while, and then I, I kind of finished writing an hour during COVID, and that's why I'm going out and trying to work on a special now. You know, I wanted to ask you, another great stand-up is John Mulaney. Yeah, and, and you amazing. you wrote on his show, mm-hmm, the Mulaney mm-hmm. show, which was the sitcom. He officiated my wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very good officiant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would guess. imagine. I imagine yeah. That's pretty awesome. Before he was as famous. I don't know if you do now. <laughs> <laughs> but we had Dana Carvey uh, on, to t- and, and we asked him about that documentary, which is Too, too Funny to Fail, which mm-hmm, is... Mm-hmm. Mul- all the elements were there. You had Martin Short, you had John Mulaney, mm-hmm. you know... Why do you think that show didn't take? It, it's it's interesting because I've worked on plenty of shows where you're the whole time you're there like this is not going to work. Um, but that's not what this was. We yeah. all like fully believed in it. We all thought it was going to be you know as close to a big, guaranteed be a big thing as it could be. So it was kind of just shocking that it, it did not work out. Yeah, um, but like conversely, Bob's Burger that allowed to it was it, it simmered for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's become a standard. And mm-hmm. but I, I agree with Steve. Like when it first came on. I wasn't that into it, and now I'm a fan, but it was allowed to grow as a yeah, show. And, and that helps. An inc- yeah, an incubation yeah. period where it, then mm-hmm. it became a hit. Yeah. I, I mean, Bob's Burgers was, it was kind of lucky because the, it premiered on a night where uh, the NFL was on Fox and, and football went late. So it got very high ratings its first night. Um right. Which I and if that hadn't happened, I don't know if it would have had the chance to, to grow to, to where it is. But, I mean, if you even stop... So- the most direct correlation between the Mulaney sitcom would be Seinfeld. I mean, mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. similar similar setup. Seinfeld didn't really hit mm-hmm. until season three, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it was always teetering. Mm-hmm. Um, is is that less a situation now? You think because there's so many ways to get shows out, uh, where you're not dealing with major networks. I think that was on Fox, was it? Wasn't? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a better situation because uh, for some reason you'd think that if a show doesn't work on one, on like you know Fox, then it could get picked up on right. Netflix, then it could get picked up on wherever, which occasionally happens. But for some reason, they don't usually do that. So even there's more places it might be more places to get your show on. But oh. I still think it's the same. Like it's got to hit or we're yeah, not it's it's, it. it's hard sense. to say because sometimes uh, Dan will be sitting here and I'll I'll read that we do this thing called the clips at the end of our entertainment report and I'm and we're going to play a clip from somebody <laughs> and I'll say and that was uh, you know Joe Blow. Johnson, and it's the season finale of the fifth season <laughs> on this show we've never heard of before. Yeah, it's true, and it happens all the time. So there's a lot of stuff out there. What do you? What do you? Uh, on a personal level, what do you like to watch? What's because uh, we we just think there's just too much to get. Yeah, of. I, I mean, I love I love watching TV, so I never would complain. There's too much. Um, I don't really watch comedies though. It kind okay. of feels like I'm at work. Um, you know, every joke is either like it. If it's the best case scenario that you love it, you're jealous that you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch, right? But I just, I love like dramas. I mean, all the kind of dramas that everyone watches, like, you know, Breaking Bad, House of Dragon. Now, I don't have like any, I'm not going to tell you any new thing to, you know. What would be the most decadent or what are you most embarrassed? Are, are you a real Housewives fan? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I never really got into reality TV. I think yeah. because I was like mad that it was taking away writing jobs back when it yeah. started doing it. Um, mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's like, uh, you know, I say I don't watch comedies, but if a comedy is like different enough, I will watch it. So I watched Glee okay. um, for a few seasons. And that's right. maybe my most like so that was that, guilty pleasure. It was kind of like um, comedy musical. It was, it was, it was yeah. more yeah. musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
I, I mean, are you into that stuff, like Glee stuff, or? <laughs> I mean, I'm not like a Glee head. Well, no, but like <laughs> a Glee, a Glee, a Glee, but like yeah. Pitch Perfect, yeah. for instance. Were you a big fan of Pitch Perfect? No, okay. no, I never really watched okay. another show like that. I just Wait, listen, the show. You mentioned Breaking Bad, and uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I drove across the country, and the day before, I saw the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I was, I saw Walter White's house. Oh and, wow! And, and that to me was a bigger deal than seeing the Grand Canyon. <laughs> not only that, but as I was driving, and I knew I was going to Walter White's house. I had the address, which is not Negro Arroyo Lane. It's that's a made-up address. Mm-hmm. But as I'm driving through Albuquerque, I kind of like glanced to my left and I saw the car wash that he owned oh, in wow. Breaking that's Bad. A real place. And it's a real place, and it's really <laughs> in Albuquerque. And I really got my car wash there, and I was so like excited about that. And, and to mm-hmm. me. That is, it might. I think it might be my favorite show of all time, and I think it's perfect. Like it was a yeah. perfect show, and uh, and like because not one character on that show is perfect. Not even Hank or you know or anybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and, it, and I think it wrapped up like it was just ah, Chef's Kiss, amazing. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's how you feel. I, I, yeah, no, 100%. Have I mean, you been there? Like, Have you seen any of I've never been to Albuquerque, no. Okay. <laughs> well, so, you're missing out. Well, it's funny because the, the house where he lives, people were throwing, like, pizzas on the, on the roof and everything. <laughs> right. They so actually now, they put a protective fence around? So now they have a fence around the oh, entire property. And, and in front of the fence, they have, uh, like, construction cones. And, and a lot of times the people will sit on their front uh, lawn and like yell at people that are coming. That's by. no way to live. No, that's <laughs> you should buy the full the full house house, right? Yeah. Right. So you've never been to Albuquerque. Have you spent time in Philly before? Uh, I've only been here once years ago. Yeah. Oh. Um, Working. I don't or? know why. Yeah, I was do- I was doing a show at, at Helium Lake, but that was like ten years ago. Oh, ten years ago. Because like I was saying, it takes me a long time to write a new hour. So. <laughs> it took about 10 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you you out of uh, California? Mm-hmm, LA, okay. yeah. All right, yeah. We, we do get a lot of New York comedians that, that come down here mm-hmm, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a bit of a travel for you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you, you came on a good weekend. There's a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of excitement in the city. There's, our sports teams are on fire right now, so everybody's in a good mood. Oh, nice. Awesome. Uh, which is great, and the weather's going to be great this weekend. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're set. Great. Excellent. I think there's a big correlation between successful sports teams and Bob's Burgers, right? Yeah. I think there, there might be. Yeah. Uh, well, Dan's show is at Punchline. It is tonight. There are two shows each night, uh, tonight and tomorrow night, 7.30 and 9.45. You can go to punchlinephilly.com and uh, get your tickets. I'm sure you're going to do I've, We've been getting some texts of people who saw you yesterday oh, great. and uh, said you were great, funny, oh, awesome. and nice. And nice. And nice, nice on it's, top of that's that. That's the most important thing when you go to a comedy show. Yeah, but they're nice. <laughs> be nice. It's like another philosopher. Like that's Dalton. 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 That, was, that was a Dalton philosophy as well. Yeah. Be nice <laughs> until it's time to not be nice. Thank you very much. Uh, Dan, it's great to meet you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Great Enjoy your time in Philly. Well. Dan Mintz, guys. Yeah. We'll take a break. Well, yeah, have a waffle, please. We'll take a break, and we will be right back. Stay with us. Join Steve Morrison and Kathy Romano tomorrow from 10 to noon at the Auto Lenders Carnival Cornhole Tournament at the all-new Auto Lenders in Fairless Hills. Sign up for the event until 9.30 or at autolenders.com slash carnival. The winner gets 1000 bucks in a VIP tailgate experience at MetLife Stadium on December 11th from Philly Sports Trips. Plus, bring your car for an instant appraisal, test drive any vehicle on the lot, and enjoy delicious food trucks. So, our guest is is going to be at Helium uh, tonight and tomorrow. Their shows at 7.30 and 10 p.m. And, of course, you can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com. We're very happy to welcome Kurt Braunohler to the show. Hello. Hello. 
this morning. How are you, Kurt? Thank you for having me. I'm good. How are you doing? Wonderful. Did I get the name right? Brawnerler? Brawnerler? That's Brawnerler? close enough. How do you, you know? pronounce it? How do you it's pronounce Brown-oler, it? but that's Brown-oler. all right. No one's okay. ever said it right once. I'm sure. Never once. I should have changed my name. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when I saw it written down. Well, yeah. they said, they, <laughs> but, they said the know. same thing to Schwarzenegger. Look what happened. Yeah, there you go, right? I'll be, a, I'll be governor of California soon. They need another one. Why not? It's easy thing to do. Uh, Kurt, I was looking at this that you uh, you do a podcast called Bananas. Yes. The Bananas podcast. And so it's right in my wheelhouse because you guys talk about strange, fascinating, weird news, yes. stuff like that. I've been doing a feature on this show for 25 years called The Bizarre File where I, I sift through and find all these oddity stories. And I just love that stuff. Oh, man, I love it so much. Do you do you know the story about the, uh, the woman who lived with a dolphin in the 60s for NASA to try to teach the dolphin to talk English? No. Oh, my God. It's amazing. I do I know of that. different programs. In fact, there, there was a movie called Day of the Dolphin that oh. was it was sort of a... a um, uh, though though it turned out it wasn't going to be as benign as NASA, it was for the military oh, uh, to put bombs on things. But but it was probably inspired by that story. It, it might yeah. have been inspired by that story. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so so do tell. What did you? Oh, it's such a crazy story. So they were trying. They decided that they wanted to try and you know figure out. NASA wanted to figure out how they would speak to aliens if right. they ever met them. <laughs> so they're like, a great way would be to teach a dolphin to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> so they flooded and apartment like halfway and then this woman who wasn't a scientist at all who just like happened to come by the lab one day right <laughs> swear to god her name was mary levatt no. she lived with this dolphin for two years so she lived in this apartment the dolphin could like she slept on a little platform right above the water then would get off and like the dolphin would like swim up to her and every day she was supposed to uh you know Teach it to talk through its blowhole, oh and uh, but they, you know, the dolphin fell in love with her. And, uh, dolphins, was... dolphins have been known yes. to put the moves on mm-hmm. German yeah. women. Yeah. They do, yes, yeah. And this one did, and so it became a thing. They started having an affair, oh and yeah, that's that's whole, like, right, I'm not so kidding. The what? shape of water. This yeah. almost sounds like the shape of water almost. <laughs> Except but that thing looked remotely human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. This is a dolphin, for Christ's sake. It's a sake. dolphin. So it did actually, it was consummated, the relationship? Uh-huh. Yeah, in in a way. You in know, a way, I know yeah. this is radio. Strictly so oral. Gonna, yeah. <laughs> well, the dolphin penis is supposed to be like an arm. Like, yes. Literally, yeah. like it can articulate, you know... Join the club. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people always say. He's right. got a dolphin penis. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, no. so it was crazy. That That's, is That's a true story. That is a true story. Also, the guy who ran the lab was really into LSD. He, it was like, you know, in the early 60s before it was illegal. So he was giving the dolphins LSD. And then this woman was living with the dolphin, trying to teach it to speak <laughs> English. And then two years later, Carl Sagan, who was working at NASA at the time, came in and was just like, what, what? is going on? <laughs> This is shut down. Kurt, if, if you were to just key off of things that were done uh, as part of military experiments yeah, yeah. at NASA, oh, man. things that were done like this, yeah. what was the, the, it was a, a true story, it was... Uh, George Clooney was in the movie version of it talking to, uh, with goats. Oh, men who stare at goats. The men who stare at goats. Yes, yes. that is That's a fascinating a real program. story. Yes. It's a totally real pro where they were like actually trying to use telekinesis, teach soldiers to do telekinesis, and they would like literally try and kill a goat that was like a hundred yards away in a in a in a shed. Right. And they just had all these soldiers like sitting there thinking like Burr! 
like to try and get the heart goat's heart to explode. I mean, it was crazy. Wikipedia is is loaded with some. If you can find a a uh, um, uh, like an aggregator of bizarre stories on right. Wikipedia, you can spend days yes. going down that rabbit hole of bizarre stuff. And a lot of it, you're right, Steve, is military base. What mm-hmm. was very funny though, and it's just recently come to light that that during the uh, the days of Soviet Russia. Um, they were actually putting out false, uh, go figure that there's yeah. propaganda in the world, but they put out these false uh, films of them supposedly having this successful <gasps> telekinetic program. Wow. Yes, yeah. where they yeah. showed, you know, with the, the pencil rolling and the whole sort of thing. Sure. And stuff that, you know, that has sort of been accepted. Like, well, I don't know what they were doing over there, but it just came to light. It's one of their former KGB guys. Uh-huh. You know, it was, you know, so we were we were playing you, you know. But, uh-huh. yeah, wow. it's, it's wild. So what's your favorite go-to source for a lot of this stuff? Do you, I assume at this point, you, the podcast is so successful, you get stuff sent to you, correct? Yeah, we pretty much do not have to do any research. We just have to respond to hundreds of direct <laughs> messages on Instagram. Right, so right. So our fans just send our the stories in, which is great because they have access to a lot of like local news markets that we would miss otherwise. You, you, ever, mm. you ever break a story that 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 someone finally decided a fan said, "I think this is the place I'm going to give it to." I think maybe there was one story we broke, which was just about a a a, a tree, like a shrub yeah. in Washington that this woman had carved mm. into a, a phallic shape, <laughs> and then uh, someone had murdered the tree. Oh, uh, so not as good we, as humping a dolphin. No, not yeah, as good yeah. as that. So it's. It was called the Twilliton Trub Shrub, and uh, Twilliton was the town. And uh, oh, but... you were you might have reported on that, Preston. The um, mm. was it in England? No, no, no. This was in Washington. DC. Okay, oh DC. Yeah, yeah. Right, no, yeah. no, Washington. Oh, Washington State. Oh, Washington State. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I would. I think I would remember that. All one. right. Now, it was a just... pretty. It was a pretty small story <laughs> that we broke. <laughs> well, still, still. I mean, you know, Cronkite didn't start with the big ones. Exactly. Yeah. He started with penis-shaped yeah. trees. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tonight in America, <laughs> a penis-shaped tree. <laughs> Uh, where are you from, by the way? Jersey, from uh, uh, yeah, right outside Asbury Park, Neptune, New Jersey. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And where do you call home now? Is it still uh, Los Angeles. Okay. It's yep. got to be. I, you know, it's it's so crazy. I mean, even for and people, a lot of times we'll have people just reluctantly saying, uh, the industry wise, you got to be there. Yeah. You know, has that has that changed though? To some degree, because of the technology? I think it's going to. I okay. think it's starting to change. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to be there. Also, there's like, no, we used to be there because like things were shot in LA and things aren't shot in LA anymore. It's they're very expensive. In, yeah, they're shot in Atlanta. They're shot in, uh, in Canada. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, you know, you just go where, you, we moved there to be there where things were shot and then we're always having <laughs> to fly and live somewhere else right. to shoot things. Right. So. I want to ask you about Los Angeles because I recently did something that things really cool. You walked across LA. It was like, 19 miles or so, right? Yes. And uh, walked to the ocean. Casey just drove across the country. So a similar idea, just different um, different approach to doing something like that. Uh, what was sort of like the most interesting thing while walking? Because it, it takes a long time to walk yeah. 19 miles. Yeah. It's a thing that we started for the podcast called Door to Shore. And so you walk out your front door into the nearest body of water fully clothed for charity. And so for us, it's 19 miles across L.A. We had like 25 other people around the country do it. And they would walk out their door, go into their nearest body of water. But yeah, for 19 miles 
miles. It's like an eight-hour walk across the city. The weirdest thing was the amount of delivery robots. Like, I had never seen a delivery robot. So we, that, that's, that's still an anomaly here. But sure. we, we hear it's fairly prevalent out there now. I had, but I had never seen one before. Really? Okay. And we, it was a delivery robot on, like, every fifth block. Wow. It okay. was crazy. Mostly, it, mostly, mostly Amazon or what, 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 what? One was called Coco. And oh, then Coco, another, yeah. Yeah, and then another one was called that, that, some other name. Like, wow. Are they, are they on the sidewalk or in the They're street? on the sidewalk. They wait at stoplight. They like when they yeah. wait for the crosswalk signal, and then they drive across the street. And I was just like, come on, <laughs> get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. just want to see one get plowed into. If Teslas can crash in autonomous right. mode, why can't they? Yeah. Um, my question is... Has there been any reports, to the best of your um, knowledge or sources, of any of these things getting clipped? Somebody taking them? No, but we did just do a story on bananas about um, <laughs> one of them just drove through a crime scene <laughs> in oh, L.A. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> I saw that story. Yeah. That's it great. just came and paused at yep. the police tape, and then just drove right through <laughs> an actual <laughs> crime scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, it, you know what? Gonna be. It's probably maybe it's robotic cousin that's going in to breach the, uh, you know, was, was working that day. <laughs> What's it delivering? Is it delivering, like, food, goods? I, like- don't, I don't know, but we were talking about it as we were going. We're like, Look, like we finally <laughs> invent humans invented R two D two, but it's yeah. just to bring McDonald's to lazy people. <laughs> so what? What? Where did you start in L A. and which beach did you end at? Uh, we started. So I left my house in Atwater Village, and Scotty left his house in Echo Park. We met up in Silver Lake, and then walked uh, along Sunset all the way to uh, Santa Monica. Because L A. is such a fascinating place; it, it sprawls for so yes. long. It's the I've, biggest, right? Yeah. It's, it's the biggest square mile yeah. city in the country. Yes. Yeah. It's just very spread out. You yeah, know, yeah, it actually yeah. has a very suburban feel as yeah. a city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why people have a hard time kind of like getting used to it because each, it's just like, it's like a hundred small towns all just jammed. Right. You would city. think you were, you would say, like a newbie would be out there and say, I must be in the suburbs and not realize that they're within the city proper. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. what's crazy too about them, the reason I like LA is you can also be in the mountains and that's still in the city. Mm-hmm. So you can be in the Santa Monica mountains with no one, you <laughs> can't see anyone. You're right. in the mountains. There's mountains. And that's in the there. city. There's mountain lions. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's how wild it is. It, right yeah. near a downtown, met, huge metropolitan area. It's really crazy. So you also, uh, rumor has he also did another thing, uh, another charity thing, where it was a jet ski from... Is this true? Chicago, Chicago to, to New Orleans. Yes, a jet ski from Chicago to New Orleans. <laughs> okay. You yeah. Did? Yeah. All right. So we, we just had a story about, President, about you were reporting about how the, uh, the jet skis are um, routinely tearing up... <clears throat> yeah, the, like, the taint, the anus. Uh, if you fall off the back like a passenger Ooh, and yeah, get hit yeah. by the jet. Oh, How was yeah. your, exp- are you, your anus intact when you arrived? It was good. I definitely, the first day, because I was wearing a full wetsuit the first day because we started in uh, Lake Michigan in like early May. And, uh, and so I definitely... You know, peed in my wetsuit, <laughs> right? And yeah. then, but then you're just because you know, I'm a surfer, so I'm used to peeing in my wetsuit. But oh. I'm in the water, right. and I didn't realize, oh, I'm going to be on a dry jet ski, <laughs> and so I had just I had like to be treated the next day for rash yes. all over my legs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, so I have a question about the route because uh, I used to, I grew up in St. Louis, that's right along the Mississippi yes. River, and you can't just jump in the river and just go straight. Because there are some sections, there's a section there called the Chain of Rocks, and there's no way you're getting through that right. with a, with a jet ski. Yeah. How did you navigate the Mississippi River? So we came down through the Chicago River, then through the Illinois River, which is like, there's like eight locks. 
Um, we actually ran out of gas yeah. uh, in the <laughs> Illinois River because all the gas stations we were supposed to go to were closed. So we actually had to like have an emergency pull the boats out at like an abandoned grain factory, which was very crazy. This is all sure. you can watch it uh, called Roused About. Uh, so it's a it was a Comedy Central digital shorts on YouTube. Um, so we had to pull those out, and then we had we had to drive them from that spot. We were only a couple miles away from St. Louis at that point. We drove to St. Louis, did a shoot the morning in St. Louis, and then I got in the water in St. Louis. Okay. And then rode down to uh, Kaskaskia, uh, and the Kaskaskia River stayed there that night. The next night, next day, did like another 100 miles, and then we moved over to the uh, the Kentucky River. Okay. And took the Kentucky River down. Uh, that goes to another river. Yeah. And then we got into the Gulf of Mexico, and I went across the Gulf of Mexico to the bottom entrance of the Mississippi. So, and I came up the oh, bottom. Oh, you came so you that came And that's how you the did south. the length of it. Okay. Yeah. Now, the Gulf right. of Mexico is uh, is known for a uh, heavy shark population. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so did you see any? Uh, I didn't your... see any sharks, but it was exhaust. I mean, like, yeah. that was the most tiring. Well, you're, you're in... You you shifted from oh, from river to ocean. Yeah, yeah. So it was just yeah. It was like six hours of just Jesus squats. Um, you know? Exposure so I, wise and everything, you know, were you were you synced up and, and yeah. Every, yeah, you had, had to like, be. had like a hat yeah. with like big flaps on the back and everything, and my was covered from right. You know, big big sunglasses and everything. Wow, but it was rough. That's yeah, a, it was that's rough. a it's a incredible. Like Casey just came off one. That, yeah, uh, yeah. It, but I, I have a friend who did uh, New Jersey to Florida in the ocean on a jet. Ski or what? on a wave runner. What? And yeah, so I think their first day they made it to Maryland and they were like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you said, you're fighting. You're fighting. Yeah. You're getting jostled around. No, I don't care how sh- how low the chop is. Yeah. It's going to yeah. it's gonna wreck you. Oh, it, especially yeah. once it's uh, once it's open water, there's enough fetch on open water. You're going to have a lot of waves. But wait, he, he did it in the ocean, your like, buddy? I, I guess they were like intercoastal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, because there's intercoastal all the way down yeah. yeah yeah but you the the thing like when i do a jet ski for a half hour right in the yeah. jersey shore in the bays my hand falls asleep like 15 minutes in yeah because you're holding Cause that you're thing holding, yeah the you trigger. have to like yeah the trigger is like your thumb so i'd like i worked it so i'd like would hold the trigger with my whole hand and just like keep it full, fully oh, open. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah they should. They should include like on, on gas pumps. They have that little, that little. Yeah, click it. Yeah, yeah. so you can so you can fall off and it could just keep going. Yeah. I, I, so, how, how long into it did you think oh, I, I should bail on this? It was like the first day. I mean, the first day when the uh, my my jet ski ran out of gas, the, the the chase boats ran out of gas, like that. And we're in an industrial waterway. The Illinois River is like yeah. it's just barges. So it's like literally barges coming down at us when we're out of gas. It's it was in. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Kurt Brownholer who's here, and he's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. Uh, well, so if you've if you've done that and some other things, you probably have some other stunty things rolling around your head up there. Are you oh, working yeah. on anything else right now? Which um, probably well, can't tip your hand, but no, no. Back in the day, I did do. I uh, paid a skywriter to write "How do I land in the sky over LA." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, 
Oh, my God. That is great. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. I have a question, because we've always... Oh. It's not as crazy expensive as you would think it is. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So the, how much did it run you to do that? So the single plane, <laughs> you see there's two different types. There's a single plane, that's four grand. This right. is Also, this was back in 2013. They're okay. probably more expensive now. Uh, supply chain supply smoke chain. and whatnot. Smoke. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and then there's another one that's like higher up, and it, re- it utilizes five planes all flying. And that's the one you probably see more often. Yes. It's like a dot matrix yep. printer. Yep. And they just repeat the thing in a circle. Yep. That one's like ten was ten grand back then. Oh, yeah. so, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen skyriding. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you usually get the, the tow yeah. message. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah we the get tow message is great. Sure. I love right, right. Yeah. I can't believe they let you do this. Yeah. Well, I didn't tell anybody I was doing it. I mean, I didn't tell anybody official. And we had a bunch of drunk comedians on a rooftop watching it. That's great. Uh, was there any uh, media coverage of that? There was a piece in the LA Times. Okay. Yeah. And, I'd uh, and this is more. also the image that, you, that you're looking at is actually a composite because it was a windy day, which oh. it never is in LA. And so each letter blew away as the guy made it. Oh, man. Dude. Do they, and and they don't they don't compensate that in the uh, in no, the payment. Do they, they do not. They Damn it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sucks. That's something you have to consider because I've yes. I've seen things go up and then dissipate almost yep. in, instantaneously. Right. That's that, why you you use the if the, the five planes go up higher. Right. Where there's like less wind. Apparently. I got you. Yeah. That's wow. that's wild. Yeah, we we've always talked about the you know getting a tow message and yeah, yeah just for the hell of it. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Jersey, do you still have uh, relatives? You come come out and visit or anything like that? Nope. Everybody's dead. (laughs) You made sure of that. (laughs) I killed him before I left. I'm never going back to Jersey again. No, but I go back. I I try to go back every summer, take my kids to the shore. Okay. Yeah. What's your shore town? Asbury Park, baby. Asbury Park, okay. We were just talking about the difference between that area and kind of the South Jersey because a few of us have uh, vacation homes there. Yeah. And uh, it's not really uh, barrier islands no. uh, up that way. It's just land and then boom. The ocean. Right boom, the ocean. Right there. Here, here is a, here's a, a suburban town. Ocean. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah, what's yeah. great. And also what Asbury is great is like, it's just like so much music too. Yeah. It's like every day we would just go on the boardwalk. There would be a great band playing for free on the boardwalk every single night of the week. And that's I was awesome. just like, this is, I love Asbury Park. Yeah. Did you ever have a Bruce Springsteen moment or anything like so that? So we, that when we were there, my, I have like a, a an old cousin who was babysitting and she, her husband was a musician who had playing gig that night. And she was like, Hey. She's like, I'm going to watch your kids, but Bruce is going to be at Lingo's to Lounge tonight. Wow. Like, go, this this dude playing, and we, like, looked him up, and he, like, plays with Bruce all the time, and every photo of this guy was with Bruce, and we're like, all right, all right, let's go down. And so I got everybody, we're like, went down, and then just watched this dude for two and a half hours. And, and then at, like, midway through, he started going, like, and you could never understand a word he said, but then he'd be like, hum, hum, hum. Bruce Springsteen, he would very enunciate yeah, and tell stories moment. about Bruce. Uh, and then everybody who came in the door were like, is this, this a Bruce? Is this a Bruce? Oh, my God. It'd just God. be like some dude with like a fedora on. It's like, that's not Bruce. What a bait and switch. It was a beautiful bait. I mean, yeah. like that guy is... It's a like genius. Saying the word walk when in, in your dog hears that. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what? Everybody, everybody yeah. was just like a keyed up. Like, where's Bruce? Where's Bruce? Right. You, and Bruce you, was never. Uh, Bruce never came. God. Yeah, that'd be a letdown. Uh, was Philly ever a road trip for you uh, to come and visit and yes. hang out in the, back in the day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. had, I had, I had, I uh, had uncle and nieces and who lived here, and uh, used to go to the Franklin Institute, get inside that giant heart. In that heart. Yeah. 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 
baby. As a five-year-old, I love that. Nice. So we, we were talking of Bob's Burgers. You've done um, work, uh, voice work on yes. as well. And, um, and how often are you called into the uh, into you, the studios to do stuff? I think I've over the years I've done like thirteen episodes or yeah. so. Um, so it's you know it's here and there. It's, it's been on the air for thirteen years. At it, this it blows point. your mind. It, it's it, amazing. It's, it's now and again as we we were saying. Um, when it first came out, you know, my eyebrow was raised. I'm like, oh, who are these pretenders? Yeah. And it's a solid show. Oh, it's it's, it's proven itself. Show. And it, it's sharp writing. And, yeah. And, and the movie did well, as we were saying before. It, and that's, that's, a, that's a cool thing. Have you done a, a fair amount of voiceover uh, stuff and animated stuff? Or is that pretty much what you've done? That's in that pretty realm? much like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much my extent of voiceover for the most part. Right. Um, but like doing other acting as well. It's been fun. Yeah. So, so is that something you actively pursue? Like yeah. really try and get the uh, uh, the acting gigs. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, yeah, I love. You were in the big sick, right? I was in the big sick. Yeah. I was just in this movie called Barbarian that's out right now. Oh my I was god, talking about it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, great reviews. Yeah, yeah. I'm a horror fan, so oh, yeah. you'll love. Yes, it. yeah, yeah. Wait, what's don't... it about again? You had mentioned it. Uh, it's I, I just bear. I don't want to know too much about it because yeah, you don't want to know too much. I know about the it. reviews are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a bunch of turns and twists. Okay. You were yeah. on a show a few years ago, Kirk, uh, called uh, Black Monday. Yes. Uh, and, and I thought that was a great show, and uh, Don Cheadle was the star of yes. it. And the setup for it was, it was, the basic, the premise was uh, Black Monday in 1987 yeah. happens, right? And, and so there's this stock market crash, and it's the build-up to that. Um, I, I thought that that show deserved a longer run. It just, And I know there was a cool limited show. series, but it was really well done and really well produced as well. It was a really cool show. I remember I was when we were shooting the pilot, um, and I, you know, I had a couple scenes with Don Cheadle. Uh, and so I just sat down with him at lunch, and I was like, I'm going to eat lunch with Don Cheetah, like, the first day. <laughs> and uh, and I remember talking to him, but he's, like, really into, like, electric cars. He had an electric motorcycle that he rode to set. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was, you know, like... Uh, Thinking about maybe getting a Tesla, and he's and he's like, yeah, well, which one? I was like, oh, I guess the uh, X or something. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, Elon says that one's not good. Don't get that one. And I was like, oh, you chat with Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I won't get that one because Elon Musk told Don Cheadle <laughs> not to get that one. You should have said... The electric one. <laughs> uh, was he okay to hang out with? I've heard he, he can was, be a bit difficult. No, he was no. he was awesome. That's great. I like the fact, like I don't have a. I, I was a guest star on that. You know, I'm not in the in the hierarchy of the TV show world. I'm not the bottom, but I'm like <laughs> real close to the bottom, right? You it, know, I'm only I was on three episodes of that first season. But there's and, there's comfort in that sometimes, right? When oh you, yeah, you, you can be the hired gun. We've always said that being the character actor is is the better way to go it's you know it's difficult in the fact that you have to walk into a place where everybody's buddies yeah and you gotta like wow them every time yeah no that's and then true once you wow them then everybody's usually cool with you right but you all you constantly are walking into a click but of, you're not on gun- a new show and right. then having to really deliver but that's- no one on that show th- thinks you're gunning for their job no which you know, no one, yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah. so th- it was very nice that he like Sat and had a, a, a chat with That's him. That's cool. And didn't just take his plate and go to his trailer. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't want to talk to the recurring guest star, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For what it's worth, that show had the best ending for a first episode I think I've ever seen. It yes. was a New York Minute by Don Henley, and there's this twist that happens at the end of it's it. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. And so, uh, yeah, I just I, I just wish the show lasted a little bit longer. Yeah, the opening scene of the whole of the whole series is amazing. It's just a stretch 
stretch Lamborghini on the streets, 1987, and then boom, a body falls in it and like dents the hood. I love it, yeah. And then like that's how it all starts, and it's like this mystery of like who killed this guy. It's pretty great. You're, you're oh. good friends with uh, 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 Kristen Shaw. Yes. Who, and, oh, who's yeah. from, from uh, uh, Bob's Burgers as well. And, yeah. and Last Man on Earth. The, uh, uh, I love that show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, t- uh, tremendous show. Um, and you guys, did you immediately know you jive because you guys do a lot together? Yeah. Uh, was it just that, oh, got it, this is a kindred spirit? I had seen her perform, yeah. and I wanted to start a variety show, so I spoke to the artistic director of this small theater called The Pit in New York, and I was like, hey, I want to start a variety show, and he's like, you know, Kristen Shaw just asked me the same thing, and I knew that she happened to be backstage at that moment, and I literally walked from the office to backstage, and we had never worked together. We had never really hung out, but I had seen her perform, and I was like, yeah, we might, we might get along. I was like, you want to do a variety show together? She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then it just turns out we had very similar similar uh, sensibilities. She's so. great. Yeah. yeah. Super talented. She's so. like automatically funny. Anytime yeah. I see her yeah. in anything, like she just makes me laugh and, and she's goofy yeah. and not afraid to be silly. She's not afraid to be silly, which is really great. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't worry about making her uh, you know, being uh, being the clown, you know, it's really beautiful. Yeah, that that last man on earth was just perfectly cast. Uh, every single one. Of yeah, them, just, it was also an yeah. atypical show exactly. in that they presented you with um, not really any character you could say that. Ah, that's a maybe one was pretty good, but most everyone had a reprehensible attribute, to yeah. them, or to call it an attribute, but that made it so much more interesting, yeah. you know? And also to have a TV show that starts with just one character. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's and just Bill's. alone yeah. for the whole pilot. The And they and she's a good sport, too, because he he commits himself to her because he figures, okay, this is the last <laughs> woman on Earth. Yeah. And then a super hot Jerry Jones shows up, and he's like, "Oh no!" And she, you know, to roll with that is very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. I mean, like that uh, pilot is so good. Where he finds like a he finds like an F fourteen or whatever. He's gets driving it, and he's it around, just, like <laughs> pressing buttons, and, like dropping missiles out the bottom of it. There's a great shot in the beginning where it's just a, it's just a wide shot, and you just see it start to drive drive into the scene, and he's just driving it around. That, that's what you would do. Though. So funny. Yeah, that's very cool. All right, well, listen, Kurt, we thank you for coming by here. Just reminding people that uh, the show is tonight, or actually tonight and tomorrow night, uh, two each night, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. You can go to heliumcomedy.com and uh, the Bananas podcast you can also check out as well. So thanks a lot, man. It's great thank to meet you. you. Come back Appreciate anytime. it, guys. Uh, Kurt Brownholder yeah! on the show. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Uh, we got the beat file. We got money. We got all kinds of stuff still on the way. We'll be back in a moment. Up the best burger in Philly. Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Brawl is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. Hey, I want to point out the latest uh, Daily Rush video. The title of it is called Poo Poo Gotta Be Fresh. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, and the description says, Dr. Mike calls in about a medical breakthrough and announces his new startup, Poo Poo Gotta Be Fresh. <laughs> I don't remember that particular part of that interview, but good, I though. would like to watch this video. Uh, you can be the first to see our newest Daily Rush by describing... Or, it's, it's, it's a channel that Preston and Steve run. <laughs> I was trying to tell my TV, they do videos. Could you play that for me now? Subscribing oh. to our YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Uh, we're running a little bit early, but we can still do the Bizarre Fire sure. right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre Fire. All right, it's brought to you by Horizon Services. You can save on seasonal costs, avoid pricey repairs, and boost furnace for porm- for- for- <laughs> performance with a full tune-up with Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Uh, for just $79. Book online at HorizonEasyBook.com. I just get hit by this wave of tired right now, man. Well, have a waffle. I think that's yeah. what did it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I think I'm having like a post-sugar crash. But they're so good. You know, They were really, really good. All right, um... Let's start with this. Uh, a pharmacy in Odessa, Texas, uh, took to Facebook this week in a response after a team reportedly swiped a little nitro. Now, a little nitro is called the world's hottest gummy bear. Oh, boy. So they stole it from the shelves. Sunflower RX in downtown Odessa said that it didn't press charges on the teen and instead hoped he learned a lesson. According to the Facebook post, the pharmacy said that the teen and his friend visited the store and quickly left. The teen, later identified as a 16-year-old, then reportedly ran back into the store in a sweat. Sunflower RX said the boy grabbed a cold tea from the refrigerator and then threw himself on the floor. Employees asked if he was okay and if they should call an ambulance. He then reportedly rolled over, lifted his shirt, and pointed to his stomach and replied, please don't, I'm okay, I just ate something really spicy. They then asked if he wanted them uh, to call, the, uh, if, if they wanted him, if he wanted them to call the parents, and again, he said no. The teen then asked for a trash can because he was worried that he was going to vomit. And that's when another girl came in to check on the boy. Uh, she offered to pay for the tea and then escorted the teen outside. And according to the pharmacy, the boy then heaved repeatedly all over the sidewalk. Jesus. Following that, the girl returned to the store, uh, which has a great selection of gifts and snacks at the counter, and purchased a Powerade for the kid. She told employees <laughs> that the boy was okay and that he had just eaten something really spicy on an empty stomach. After the teens left, employees noticed that a little nitro, the world's hottest gummy bear, was missing from the shelf. I've, n- I've never heard this promoted. Is this, a, this, is this a new thing or? I guess so. Yeah, a little nitro. Uh, so apparently the little nitro measures 9 million on the Scoville scale. Oh, my God. That's 900 times hotter than a jalapeno and more than five Ooh. times hotter than a, Cali- a Carolina Reaper. So who... who- Purchases these things. Uh, crazy people. Yeah. Uh, who love spicy stuff. It comes with a cool shield foil wrap and an ice pack to ease the pain. So this kid stole it, ate it, and paid the price for it. That's insane. Police have released new details about a hit and run collision involving a suspect who allegedly went on a randomly uh, random attack, uh, went on to randomly attack a man before exposing himself to a group of residents who were attempting to help. This is my penis! Uh, the initial collision happened around 8.20 in the af- evening. Uh, police said that the suspect was driving a blue BMW at a high rate of speed when he crossed, crossed the center line and slammed into a blue Hyundai that was headed in the opposite direction. The driver then allegedly fled the scene on foot, leaving an injured passenger in his vehicle. 
The driver of the Hyundai was transported with serious life-altering injuries. And following the collision, uh, police said that the suspect went south where he encountered a father taking his children out of a parked car. Father said he actually saw the scene of the collision as he was driving in the area with his two children before arriving at home. Uh, his name was Marcelo, and he said, I saw the accident, did a U-turn to avoid it, took a side street down and just pulled up, didn't know that uh, what was waiting for me, obviously. Uh, once he parked, the suspect could be seen crouching at the back of the vehicle, two cars ahead. Oh, man. He walked out into the middle of the road, he said, and as I went to the back of the vehicle, he bumped into me, heavy, like ran into me, and pushed things over onto the sidewalk. And then that's when he started screaming and yelling. Father said the suspect then punched him in the jaw and proceeded to choke him before he allegedly opened the back door of his vehicle where his eight-year-old daughter was seated. He said, at that point, I just wanted to get between them, trying to close the door and keep the door closed. There was something not right in his eyes. He was under the influence, obviously, and tripping out. Yeah. Moments later, police said that several neighbors, including an off-duty officer, heard the children scream and attempted to intervene. Police said that as the neighbors approached, the driver backed away, and then he dropped his pants and proceeded to commit an indecent act. He started spanking it there in the middle of the road. I, I think at that point I'd be too distracted to do that, you know? One police, once police arrived on the scene, the suspect punched an officer in the face. He then attempted to run away, but was pursued by the neighbors and an off-duty officer. Another responding officer tased him, and then they took him into custody. Uh, Did the, I get to pleasure myself? A responding officer... <laughs> No. Did I? No. Did I finish? Did I finish? Uh, so the off-duty officer, there are two police officers who were taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, his name was Atif Khan, and he was arrested at the scene and is facing nine charges, including aggravated assault of a peace officer. A Utah woman was arrested after she called police to report her husband had hit her. Now, officers responded to the domestic violence call Saturday. Where the woman told him that her husband struck her during a violent psychotic episode. The arresting officer. didn't hit her. Well, listen to this. Like her. So the arresting officer wrote that uh, Rochelle Klingo Walker uh, reported her husband had struck her on the right arm and left side. Police got a different story from Walker's husband, though, who reportedly produced a video of the incident. Ah. And the arrest report didn't specify if it was surveillance video or someone else had recorded it, but in the video, Rochelle is trying to. Bring out the victim's other personality by speaking in incantations. What? Uh, according to the officer's probable cause statement, police reported the video uh, showed, showed Walker holding onto her husband's arm, uh, proceeded to grip his arm tighter, cutting into his hands with her nails. The victim then takes a defensive position and tells her multiple times to stop what she's doing. Walker, who is reportedly visibly upset, is then seen getting off of the bed and retrieves a pair of scissors nearby. According to the statement, there were four children asleep in the home. The incident happened, and the fight woke them up. Walker's husband was apparently able to leave the room without injury, after which she called the police, and they ended up arresting her. Okay, she's up. Yes, so, but she was trying to get these other personalities to come out of this guy by whispering incantations. And then finally, a man used Mr. Clean magic erasers, printers, and other items to turn $1 bills into $100 bills. 
Victor Cardona pleaded guilty to one count of counterfeiting U.S. currency and indicted by a federal grand jury. Do they mention that on the Mr. Clean packaging? Documents state agents had been conducting an investigation into the source of older-style bleached counterfeit $100 bills in the greater Boston area since January 2019. Officials said that they were able to analyze cell phone records and track down specific addresses on an indiv- of an individual in contact with multiple passers of counterfeit currency. They then found trash bags on the sidewalk near the house that included numerous Epson 220 inkjet printer cartridges, rubber gloves, Mr. Clean Magic erasers, clippings of bleached $1 bills, reprinted with an older-style $100 image, and shredded paper with images of the $100 bills. Wow. Uh, the counterfeit notes include serial numbers and backplate numbers that match a significant amount of counterfeit $100 bills received in the course of the investigation. Uh, this guy admitted that he had regularly been obtaining materials for counterfeiting currency. Uh, these items, he told police, included detergent and degreaser used to bleach genuine $1 bills in which counterfeit $100 notes are printed. So this guy had been doing it for a while. <laughs> he wanted to make it up for him, so he, he wrote them a one kajillion dollar check. <laughs> right, just as a uh, this the cover. I feel yeah. bad. All right, and there you go. <laughs> that is what we have in the bizarre file for you. All right, um, we are going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. Uh, I know we're breaking a little bit early, but it's where we are today time-wise. We're going to get to the Yoo-Hoo loot, yeah. and we have lesson question, trash, and music news. But before we do all of that... I've got two of these. I have the horror movie bundle to give to callers number 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR. That includes Lost Boys and Poltergeist on digital. And you can relive the fear this Halloween with these 80s horror classics. Own them now in super scary 4K Ultra HD. So callers 10 and 11, 215-263-WMMR. You'll get them. We'll be back in just a second. So make sure you stay with us. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. We're at Kick away from a thousand dollars one minute. I'm gonna have to hold hold uh, that kick for just a second so uh, everybody is on the same page and uh, ready to go. And we have to wait for did Kathy leave for the day or is she yeah, uh, she's gone. or she took off? Yeah, she said something about F this place and then oh, yeah, okay. and her parkour classes are meeting out in the parking lot. Oh my god, I yeah. forgot she does the, the recreational yeah. parkour. So, um, all right, well, anyway. Uh, just a reminder. She's peeling her apples. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, Camp Out for Hunger is coming up. It'll be our 25th Camp Out for Hunger, actually. Amazing. And uh, we have information set up at WMMR.com for all that. And we have the Head Start program now at uh, Acme. You can actually go in and donate monetarily ahead of time. We appreciate it. Do it right there at checkout. It's, it's excellent. Easy to do. Uh, a reminder, too, is the... Um, uh, fill a trunk camp out car show is going to happen again. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking, uh, to, you know, our, our crew, uh, shortly when we, we get that all set up and ready to go. Uh, but, uh, November 6th, it's set for, and we'll have details, I think next week on that. So there's all these surrounding things that will happen, uh, with the camp out for hunger as well. The, the business challenge and Xfinity is doing this, uh, thing and they're sponsoring and, and, uh, so is, uh, Acme and all these great organizations. Well, 
We need your help. Yes. Uh, we need your individual yep. help with this And as also well. to make it special for the 25th. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, this is the first one fully back, A, and B, it also happens to be the 25th anniversary. Yeah. And so, therefore, we want to put the call out to those who have never had a chance to come down. Yeah. Uh, since it is kind of a special number to uh, maybe make that uh, that exception and, and come on out and be a part of it uh, and uh, or at least contribute to do something. Uh, so, details at WMMR.com. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. All right, the word is pocket. P-O-C-K-E-T. And we'll give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, uh, the word is pocket once again. P-O-C-K-E-T. Like I said, you have until 15 minutes after the hour to do it. So, don't wait. Make sure you get on it now and enter that word. And we wish you luck. In the meantime, we're going to give away something else because we have a lesson question. And a pair of tickets for the In Conversation with Sopranos event uh, with uh, Steve Sherpa. Uh, Vincent Pastore and Michael Imperioli, and it's going to be Saturday, November 12th at the Keswick Theater. The question that we have this morning is, uh, we had heard earlier about um, uh, the monkeys having sex and more sex in lockdown. What band was on a T-shirt that a horny ape was uh, watching someone wear? 215-263-WMMR. What band was on a T-shirt that a horny ape saw? Uh, let's see if you know. 215-263-WMMR, and we'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get some stories before we head into the weekend. Steve, what's going on? Well, Sylvester Stallone and wife Jennifer Flavin were all smiles as they were seen walking hand-in-hand around New York City. Stallone told the paparazzi he was happy to report that he and Jennifer had rectum siled. Oh. <laughs> a rep for Joni Mitchell responding to a false death report on the legendary singer after one accidentally ran in People magazine. The rep said, quote, Miss Mitchell is absolutely not dead and only smells that way. Oh, oh <laughs> And finally, Kathy Lee Gifford. This is interesting. Saying she has no plans to read Kelly Ripa's memoir because it contains some less than flattering things about her dear friend Regis Philbin. Apparently, Ripa's book indicates that Philbin could be a taskmaster, often criticizing anyone who failed perfection when derinkling his balls. Oh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. Remember, read that. Remember yeah. when he passed away? It was like kind of like weird. They didn't really say much. Yeah. They posted one bizarre photo, and that was it. But huh. Kathy Lee Gifford, like, really was... Uh, and the rumors had always been that they had issues, but apparently they were really tight. Huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I especially want to read about the nutsack. I mean, do you wrinkling uh, alone? Is... All right. Yeah. We're going to see if uh, we can get an answer. Uh, and we need to find out what uh, the person was wearing, what the horny ape saw a person wearing, what uh, was on their shirt. 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Jackie, see if she knows. Hey there, Jackie. Hi. All right, Jackie. What, uh, what band was on the T-shirt the horny ape saw? Molly Hatchet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Molly Hatchet. 
Hi. Love it. Hang on, Jackie. We're going to give you a pair of tickets for the In Conversation with the Vamp Sopranos featuring Steve Shirapa. Sherpa, <laughs> Vincent Pastore, and Michael Imperioli. It's Saturday, November 19th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. And tickets are on sale now at AXS.com. You know, it's spelled Sherpa, but I think it's pronounced Sherippa, but I don't know. Sherippa. I, I think you're right with I, the Sherippa. And but there's no extra I in there. It, it's, it's, the, it's spelled the way that you were saying it, Preston. But I've heard people say Sherippa. No, you know what it is there. Uh, look at it, S C H I R R I P A. Oh, I there just, is a second I've been butchering it, butchering it all week. Schedule or schedule? Where where the the info sheet is? Where I have yeah. it hanging up here? It's like just on the edge of my glasses. Oh. blurriness, and sometimes I mess things. Can up. you move your head? I could. Okay, probably. I'll have to work on that. Oh, but in the meantime, we're going to get to music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by SEPTA. Day or night, SEPTA is the Philly way to go into, out of, and all around the city. Plan your trip at iSEPTAPhilly.com. Red Hot Chili Peppers return today with their 14th studio set and second new album of 2022. Like last May's Unlimited Love Collection, the new double album, Return of the Dream Canteen album, was also produced by Rick Rubin. Uh, Unlimited Love debuted at number one, marking the band's first chart topper since 2006's Stadium Arcadium. And it's second with returning guitarist John Frusciante. It's pretty wild that they, you know, still remaining that vital. Yeah. Uh, when announcing uh, the new set, the band posted on their social media platforms, uh, we went in search of ourselves as the band that we have somehow always been. Just for the fun of it, we jammed and learned some old songs. Before long, we started the mysterious process of building new songs. A beautiful bit of chemistry, meddling that had befriended us hundreds of times along the way. And once we found that slipstream of sound and vision... We just kept mining. With time turned into an elastic waistband of oversized underwear, we have no reason to stop writing and rocking. Ah, bullshit. Uh, the band went on to write, It felt like a dream uh, when it all said and done. When all said and done, uh, our moody love for each other uh, and the magic of music had gifted us with more songs than we knew what to do with. And, well, we figured it out. Two double albums released back-to-back. So that's what they ended up doing. Uh, Pancake just texted me and says that Pierre has an interview with Chad Smith today at 2 p.m. What? Yeah. Excellent. Chad's a fun conversation. He's great. Yes. really cool. Uh, Let's see. Out today also is Pawns and Kings, the seventh studio album from Alter Bridge. The quartet featuring Creed co-founders Mark Tremonti, Brian Marshall, and Scott Phillips with singer-guitarist Miles Kennedy from Slash's band. It's the quartet's follow-up to 2019's Walk the Sky which was Alter Bridge's sixth consecutive top 20 debut on the Billboard 200 and is the group's sixth studio set to be produced by Michael Elvis Basket. That's right, man. Uh, Pawns and Kings has been preceded by the title track Silver Tongue, Sin, Sin After Sin, and This Is a War. Uh, the four singles reflect the entire album's broad dynamic range, including the eight-and-a-half-minute epic fable of the silent sun. I think that'd be probably one of the more annoying things of, like, a naming an album, naming sometimes, like, look, you know, Led Zeppelin famously, the titles never yeah. seem to correlate to mm. what the song is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, they're going to be in town February 5th at Franklin Music Hall. Monoskin just released a dramatic gothic video for their latest single called The Loneliest. Uh, They first played the song for an audience in London just last week. The new video features uh, the group 
uh, of mor- uh, their, uh, the band and a group of mourners attending a gothic funeral, and then suddenly the weather takes a turn for the worse as all, uh, all his front man, uh, Damiano David, uh, gives the eulogy. In a press release, David said, this song means a lot to me. It's a personal song, but I hope that you can all relate to it in your own way. Next year, they will launch a European tour that kicks off in February in their homeland of Italy. And then finally, Rivers Cuomo says that when he attended Harvard after Weezer's debut album was released, it took about a year before anyone recognized him on campus. Cuomo explained that he had a procedure done on his leg, so he was walking with a cane and also had a gr- he had grown a beard. Uh, he said, I just look like some really super old weird guy. Uh, he recalled being in music class once, and some of the kids asked him, uh, what he'd be doing over the summer break, and he said, uh, "Well, I was like, um, we're going on tour with No Doubt, and I'm in Weezer." <laughs> he said, "Minds were blown at that That's moment." That's pretty cool because their first album, they, yeah. they had hits on that, and, right? You know, they were they got played a lot. So, uh, at the time, the band had already sold over a million copies. Uh, when he had decided to study classical composition. And that's yeah. That's ended up going to Harvard. That was wild. But I remember yeah. when he made that decision, it seemed like, well, are you still going to do the music? And he did. Yep. Should I go to Harvard? I think you should go to Harvard. Okay. I thought you went to Harvard. Okay? I did twice. Okay. But should I go back? <laughs> okay. Yeah. This time, go for the school. Yeah. Not just the souvenir Not shop. Not just the sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I have in music news. It looks like we're going to be wrapping up earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have been waiting for the letter of the day, it's going to be coming shortly. And so we'll have your opportunity uh, to win that. Uh, oh, and don't forget, you still have about five minutes left to enter the word pocket mm-hmm. for you who loot. So make sure that you do that now. We're going to take a break and we will be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve program coming to an end on a Friday. Oh, no sad broing all over the place. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I would like to thank our guests who have been on the program. Before we move on and do anything else, I would like to thank uh, Dan Mintz, who was on earlier. Yeah. Uh, you know him from Bob's Burgers, and he is playing uh, Punchline tonight. He will be there at 7.30 and 9.45, and also the same times tomorrow. We also had another comedian, Kurt Brownoller. Yeah. Uh, he is at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow as well, heliumcomedy.com for tickets and information. Uh, and also, thank you to Eric Cushing of the Philadelphia Police Foundation. Yeah. Uh, the Run for the Blue is a week from this Sunday. Yes. And you can go to uh, marketstreetrun.org for information. And it's a five-miler. So if, you know, like the 10-mile, if the uh, the Broad Street Run seemed like it might be a bit too much for you, then this might be exactly what you're I looking for. I think it's for. perfect, yes, and, absolutely. And this time of year, a lot of runs happen because it's usually comfortable weather to take a run in. Even if it's a little bit cool, that's good. As they say, uh, you don't sweat your ass off. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, man? Okay. How are you kids? Wonderful, sir. Wonderful. Uh, let's see. 
Shall we talk about what we're going to talk about first or do the I letter of the day? So. Okay. Let's do the... uh, I'd mentioned no sad, bro. That's not necessarily true. It's a little sad. Um, and we're going to kind of address this uh, uh, elephant in the room. Uh, for those of you who have noticed uh, an absence of a voice on MMR uh, last few days, uh, if you have not heard or noticed, uh, we have the unfortunate news of passing along that uh, Jackson is no longer with the radio station. Um, we've all been in the business for a long time. Yes. Uh, and we've seen things happen and, and uh, people move on and, and people uh, sometimes uh, get let go and sometimes uh, corporate uh, entities have their structures and things happen. Um, I've been on the receiving end. As have I. I. And the way it usually works in the radio business is um, someone tells you, oh, by the way, today was your last show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't get a chance to go back on afterwards because you have this microphone and who knows what can happen. Uh, in that situation, so uh, we're just—it's unf- unfortunate that uh, that this happens. A a, uh, a family member of ours is is no longer here. We wish him well. Uh, Jackson's in a really good space. His uh, his attitude is really good. Yeah. Um. And but uh, you know, it's it's an ever changing landscape. Well, radio is. And as you said, the one thing is, is you you, you don't you where uh, there's a strong sense of family here, and he's a family member, and uh, uh, for. All the years that we've listened to radio, it's one of the things you always, you know, encounter. Someone is gone, and well, where do they go? What happened? So, as you you said, Preston, we felt it was only appropriate to mention that uh, you know uh, this has happened, and this is just something that happens, and you know yeah. the, the business. Well, sometimes they just disappear. They just disappear. Out of thin air, so we didn't want like that to happen. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, most <clears throat> stations, when this happens, uh, it's just like John's your afternoon DJ. Tom is here now. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Like. What, hap- what, what happened to John? One right. of our DJs is missing. Yeah. I will play that song uh, in a coffee break for, <laughs> for Jackson. Um, but, I mean, it, 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 it's confusing to the listeners, and because you as the listeners are part of our family, and it's been written out, uh, about in uh, Philly Mag, and it, it's, it's fairly out there in social media land, uh, what happened. You know, corporate cuts are, I guess, a way of uh, American and, and life in general. Mm. Uh, you know, we didn't see it coming. Jackson didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but uh, it's not an easy time out there in, uh, uh, I guess. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. And, Worldwide, you know, yeah. So um, we did lose the overnight show as a result of this and, and Jackson. So, you know, it's it's been a, it's been a shock for us here. But on the other so. hand, as you said, Jackson is in great shape, um, and he, you know, harbors no ill will, and he's got a great positive spirit, and most stations wouldn't even bring it up to, to talk about it. Uh, and that just shows uh, what a professional that guy is. Oh, right? my God. <clears throat> to to have this uh, positive attitude and, and has not gone on any kind of a negative uh, run of emotions or anything like that. He's got his jiu-jitsu school, which is wonderful, uh, Mainline United uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, so we're really happy for him. Uh, we're just going to miss him. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I think we might be more sad him. than he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know that he's not happy about losing his job, and and he certainly was a brother and a family member. Um, but it's not like he died. You no, know, it's no. a weird well, thing that happens. You know, he's Jackson's still around. He's and, staying and, well, here too. Exactly. He's yeah, going to be not in going Philly. anywhere. Yeah, and, that and, is such a good point. Yeah. Right? Because when it happens for us, it sort of feels like a little death in the family. It is, and, yeah. and it is, except. That that he is alive, He's okay. right? Right. Yeah. Okay. But either I, way, like the way I viewed it was uh, that our family was broken up. Right. You know, he he's not gone forever. He's gone from here, but it it broke up our family. You know, yeah. what I mean, we've been together for you know almost twenty years, all of us here right. at the station, and so that's hard. He's been here eighteen and something. He and Brent and I were on stage before Shinedown, and I 
I said, uh, Jackson it, uh, has been here 18 years. Brent has been here 16 years. And um, how long have you guys been here? 17. This is our 17th year, I yeah, think. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it is a family. And, and our listeners, you as our listeners, are part of that, which is why we, we, we didn't want to uh, get maudlin or anything. But we also didn't want to let it pass without acknowledgement because you as our listeners are part of our family. And you know what's going on. And so to pretend it didn't happen wouldn't be fair to you, our listeners, um, and it, and it just includes you in in the mix as we've always tried to do. Could not have said it better myself. Well said, perfect. Yep. Yes, yep. and and, and mm. you know uh, there, uh, um, though no nothing official has been stated. Um, you know the, the 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 that time will. I think you'll be happy with. Well, uh, Brent Porsche is going to Brent Porsche is going to slide in and do afternoons uh, for the interim, and who knows if that'll become a permanent position for him or not? I certainly hope so because we love Brent. He's a he's, long time he's member of the family, like right. you had said. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, we'll see if that ends up being the case or not. Yeah, and uh, we uh, uh, we also want to take a moment and thank Jackson for the incredible contribution uh, that he made to this family. You know, I mean, he's that voice of yeah. steel. You know, <laughs> just listening to his voice, I knew women who would fall in love with. I've got to meet him. I know. <laughs> he's married. Uh, no, I've got to meet him. No, he's married. That voice. Um, well, his... we did lose the best-looking uh, staff on our staff, so that's oh. a shame, too. Oh. Yeah. Hey, well, speak for yourself. I was <laughs> uh, when Somebody's I apples you... are hard. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh you two God. were in love. But, Yikes. I mean, he did pose shirtless he in did. the uh, pause calendar. Right. Yes, yeah. uh, hunks and hounds. He is the most fit of us all, and he does run the jujitsu school. What's it called again? Uh, it's called Mainline United. It's in Ardmore in that little mini shopping center where the uh, state store is. Yep. Yeah. A great place. But um, we just want to thank Jackson for the incredible positive impact he made to this family. And the other one weird little uh, karmic, karmic thing is sometimes things happen and then they change back. Uh, Ray Coob is a good example. He uh, yeah. was on MGK for a while, and then that shift ended, and now he came back a few years later to here, yeah. uh, even you though it's part-time. So you just never know. Uh, the it, No doors are closed, um, as, it, as it turns well, out. I just know that when we, um, when we came to this radio station, it was exciting, and it was an honor to work with you, but I also felt the same way about Jackson. You know, uh, when he had first come in, I was like, you know, yeah, I, I want to meet that guy, and I remember. He's married. Well, <laughs> he, he at the time, he was not. He was yeah, not yeah. married at the time. He met his wife here? He, went, yeah, he, he met did. his wife, right. and yeah. you know, his, his family, and his existence, as, as we all know it, it, you know, as a result of him working here. But uh, I think, you know, we work in different day parts, and I know that Jackson and I have a mutual admiration for one another, because whenever we see each other, it's like, oh, dude, how are you? You know, and, yeah, and, right. and every single time. And I always enjoyed seeing him. I, I always enjoyed his company. And I will say, like, because we didn't get to see him that we, often. We right. different yeah. different shifts. Yeah. But one of my lowest moments here at the radio station started at, as a high moment because it was uh, we had uh, the bike race was in Maniunk, and uh, I, it was the first time I really got to hang out and have a beer with Jackson. And I had a blast with him. Had a wonderful, amazing blast, and then. I, later on that day, I got one of the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life. Preston had to come pick me up and drive me home. But it all started with me, and I was just so looking forward to that moment of like being able to like have a couple of pops with with Jackson. And uh, yeah, well, as I, I, I sort of <laughs> his Twitter, you know, uh, message was really sweet and and, and well written. And I said, uh, I demand. That he stayed in Philadelphia, <laughs> and uh, I demand we get to see him more. And so I, uh, uh, and uh, hopefully, what you said, Pierre, will will manifest in some way. But he's not dead; he'll be right. around, and we'll we'll do everything we can to promote and and uh, and see him a lot more. Right. 
One thing I wanted to add real quick is that it it was kind of sad the last couple days walking past the MMR, the main air studio, and not having an overnight DJ. It's something that we've gotten used to over the years, and I'm going to miss that, you know. So it's been a nice thing for this uh, radio station to have, and um, I'm sorry to see it go. It is a change, and, you know, the whole thing, it's always changing. But we've been through a lot of changes at this station, and it's 54 years. And uh, with your friendship as listeners and support, we shall continue. And you can always see Jackson because you'll know he's coming because he's got a truck the size. Of, he's got a, a Jeep, Jeep that looks like a small Sherman tank. Uh, it, it has got it's got torpedoes on each side. It's got um, missile carriers on it. I mean, uh, it it um, it is a marvelous structure. He loves it. All right. And you hit the horn and it goes, <laughs> Man, the drunk day you guys did together. You and well, we just aired that. I know. We just re-aired that. It was yeah. so damn funny. And you guys ended up wrestling on the floor. <laughs> well, did? Yeah. 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 That was fun. All right. Listen, he was single at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, even you fell for that. I know. How can it not? Uh, we love you, pal. And we wish you luck. And we'll see you soon. All right. We need to do the letter of the day. You ready, Pierre? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... P as in partner. All right, and we have a three-letter word right now. We'll, and we'll take caller number three. How about well, that? Yeah! Oh, my God. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> that is the number. And we'll see if we can give our prize away in just a second here. Uh, with all that being said, what uh, do you have planned for the day ahead, sir? Uh, let's see. Well, we've got uh, Grateful Dead birthday coming up. Bob Weir on Sunday. And uh, Dead and Company tickets, I believe, went on sale. Uh, will go on sale. Maybe just did go on sale for the <clears throat> final tour. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but that's what they're promoting it. Um Shades of Motley Crue, Cher, Eagles, and everything else come to <laughs> mind. But nonetheless, the so-called final tour next June went on sale uh, today. I'll have a pair of tickets for that. We'll have a block of the dead. Uh, we've got a block of cake, which will be great fun. We have Moody Blues. Uh, and uh, we will also have the Yoo-Hoo Loot at noon and at 3 p.m. Uh, so that'll be cool. Excellent. Nice. All right. Uh, we'll go to the phone see if we can get a winner here. We're looking for call number three. It's Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Mike. Hi, Mike. L- what, what is the word of the week, please? How you doing, Mom? Uh, I mean, uh, sweetheart. Sweetheart, pal. Uh, the word is tip. Great day in the morning. And there it is. Uh, you got it right, Mike. And we're going to give you a four-pack of premium box seats in the front row of box number one. For Chris DiStefano's sold-out, right intention, wrong, move tour, which is going to be Friday, October 28th at 8 p.m. at the Fillmore in Philadelphia. I also want to remind folks that uh, Sunday is the AIDS walk, and I will be out, God help me, bright and early at 7 a.m. to host that, as I have for many years. You had uh, Rob and Carrie in earlier this week. Still uh, possible to sign up and help and get out and walk. Uh, it's still a problem, and it still needs addressing. Please do. All right, Mike, by the way, hold on the line. Just to remind you, the early show is sold out for uh, Christy Stefano, uh, but some tickets remain for his late show uh, that night at 10.30. <laughs> On sale now via Ticketmaster. Yes, sir. You with your hand up. Well, I also forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know, it's not easy being me. Um, 
Chad Smith at two o'clock. We'll have a conversation with we him. Heard, from yeah, again, that's very cool. Chili peppers. That's and, a- and they're they're you know they're it's it's like no time has passed. They're as vital as they've ever been. Mm-hmm. They have two seventeen song double albums. <laughs> yeah. One in March and one drops today. It's amazing. Uh, and it's unbelievable. 17 songs on each of these double albums. So uh, Tip of My Tongue is the, is from the new album. And we shall uh, play that and talk with Chad. 2 o'clock today? Yeah. Excellent. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. Pre- <laughs> wow, even Stallone's yeah, excited. Yeah. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and... By Trinity Rehab with locations uh, all over, now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Next week on our program, comedian Paul uh, Beersy oh. will be in the studio. Uh, Phil Rosenthal from Somebody Feed Phil. Uh, comedian Ari Shafir will be in our studio. And uh, director Ryan Johnson, the guy who brings Knives Out knives to you. Out, yeah. From the area, a super nice guy, and he's going to be stopping by as well in our studio. Very cool. That's awesome. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, gang, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Steve Morrison and Kathy Romano tomorrow from 10 to noon at the Auto Lenders Carnival Cornhole Tournament at the all-new Auto Lenders in Fairless Hills. Sign up for the event until 9.30 or at autolenders.com slash carnival. The winner gets a 1000 bucks in a VIP tailgate experience at MetLife Stadium on December 11th from Philly Sports Trips. Plus, bring your car for an instant appraisal, test drive any vehicle on the lot, and enjoy delicious food trucks.